Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast, a very special show. We're joined from our good friend, Robbie, from out in California, Paul Pistol. Robbie, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Hello to you and to all the listeners out there. Oh, well, we're glad to have you. Uh, Mr. Highfalutin himself is joining us for a trip report. He flew into Orlando Airport last month and then headed over to a place where me and John are not allowed the Grand Floridian. We're not we're not high fluting enough to stay over there. So how'd you like your stay? How how was your check in? How did everything go when you checked into the Floridian? Oh, I loved it. I I, I was uh, had a great time. I well, couldn't recommend the cat. I, I was I ran into Pete Werner one day coming out of Abracadabra Bar, and I told him you've got to do another Grand Floridian review. They listened to your rant. The front desk was wonderful. They made sure. Not one, but two of my magic bands worked. Uh, they got me a room that I didn't pay for. There you <laughs> go. Probably because I was next to the construction site at the time, the new DVC room. Yes. The tower next door. Uh, they were in, in full force. But, of course, like both me and you know what a sawzall, a hammer drill, and a grinder <laughs> sound like. Uh-huh. I didn't mind. I had a view of the Magic Kingdom, and I was excited. Yeah. The crazy part is all those tools are bigger, but the most no- the noisiest tool on the planet is that new multi-tool. You know what you're oh, yeah. talking about? And I yeah. love them. I do a lot of tile. They are phenomenal for cutting away the door stops. They're great for everything else. But they're the loudest tool on the planet. <laughs> they oh, really yeah. are that buzzing. I remember the first time I heard one, I snuck around the corner going, what are you constructing or destructing? <laughs> are you like core drilling underneath the, to get to the floor below to get yeah. some big conduit through yeah. there? And it's like a square cut? What? <laughs> yeah, they are crazy, but they are. I try to tell the younger guys, they have no idea what they came into with all the tools they have today. Compared to what well, we you're, you're, to you grew with. up uh, inhaling the crystal, crystal silica dust, they call it, right? Oh, Where you absolutely. didn't have the little filters and things. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I grew up when you used to actually use a, a screwdriver and a Phillips Henner regular. I didn't have screw guns. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Back in the day. And, and 
when you uh, tore a door down or you did work, you didn't have a sawzall. Everything was a hand saw and a you know, oh my goodness, you know it was back in the day. But nowadays, I appreciate. I I'm not lying. I got a a two sheds full of tools and I got quadruples of everything. So that's wonderful. Yeah, that's my highfalutin, Robbie. All the tools and, I and it's well organized. And we highfalutin people salute you and need you desperately. <laughs> Now, how did you get from the airport to the hotel? Well, you're going to love this. My greatest fear was the the demise of Magical Express because that's just always the way I did it. And mm. How are my bags going to get to the resort? And uh, do I really want to trust mirrors? Uh, mm. So I just I just decided I am going to take an Uber. So okay. I just arrived at the airport, hailed an Uber. Five minutes. I was in the Uber. I was at the resort in like 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one now, one weird thing though is it? my Uber driver forgot to bring her driver's license to, uh, with her to work. Oh, geez! So they didn't want to let me into the Grand Floridian, no matter how highfalutin you are. If you're in a questionable Uber, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. Uh, that that's weird. They finally let her in now. Would, would... They did, but she like had a picture of her driver's license. I don't know the backstory there, but that was weird. But yeah, that yeah it, was, sound a little it weird. was smooth. I was wonderful. I will take Uber, even if they bring back Magical Express, because it's just great. <laughs> yeah, well, we, me and Brenda, use we used Uber uh, two trips ago when we flew in. We use it everywhere. I mean, we did take Magical yeah. Express because it was still there, but we even thought about it, even though we had Magical Express set up, we almost took it back to the airport. But what yeah. I love about it is you don't have to worry about anything. Like if I want to, as, as everybody listens to the show, everybody knows I'm not the drinker of the show. I enjoy a couple beers here or there, but I, uh, but if you want to have the third one or if you're roaming around, even if I have three beers from noon until nine o'clock, I feel nervous about driving. You get what I'm saying? Cause that's oh, yeah. just who I yeah. am. And, but when you, when you can just grab that Uber, I can have the third one and not worry about it. Cause I'm not drunk or anything like that, but you just, yeah. I can't afford, I do construction. I drive everywhere. I can't afford to have that happen. And if something right. did happen and I was drunk, I would never be able to forgive myself. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. I, I know what you're talking about. Have you ever experienced surge prices down there in Florida? Oh, it, yeah. Yes. We, it was weird. Like it wasn't as bad a couple years, but there were certain times where you'd hit the button and it would be like to go, you know how we're on a trip. I, we always end up at Epcot and yeah. all of a sudden we'd hit it and it used to be, it was like 12 to $15 from Riverside to Epcot. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you'd hit it at a certain time of the day and you'd see $28, $35, yep. you know, I figured $35. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, and there was something down here with all these gas prices and all the craziness going on. From the Atlantic City Airport, which is closer, Atlantic City Airport to the Brigada is mm -hmm. closer than the MCO to the Grand Floridian. Mm -hmm. And my buddy who does, he's a he's an Uber driver and he's a laborer on the job. He actually took a couple hours off to go run Uber and his bo the boss left him because they were paying $120 for trips back and forth to the to the Borgata Hotel because they were so backed up with uh, drivers. They didn't have enough drivers. Yep. Now, could you imagine you had to pay $120 each way for the airport from MCO? Yeah, well, I, I've I faced stuff like that in Vegas. They're always warning about surge prices. I've never experienced it. Usually what I get is uh, you're out somewhere at night and mm -hmm. it's you know time to go. It's midnight. 
one in the morning, two in the morning, you hail an Uber, the guy takes your, your drive, and then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, uh, driver has refused your drive. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because he got hit up with a better deal. I guess that's what it was, but yeah, that, that sometimes happens that way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my godson used to do it here. He uh, Years ago, when it first started, he would do it because uh, he would do it Friday and Saturday night over at the college. Because from yeah. 12 to 2 in the morning, he, he could make as much from 12 to 2 in the morning than if he was on like a 12-hour shift. Right, right. Because of that. So, but I, I like the Uber too. I mean, I'm upset with the Magic Express because like families of four people going, they're on a budget. Yeah. It was, you you were paying for it, but you didn't know you were paying for it. And but, yeah, and, and parents worrying about car seats, stuff yes. like that. You don't have to worry about with the buses. That That's really difficult. Yeah. A hundred percent because, and, 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 uh, and that's a problem because like, all you need the car seat for is to and from the airport because most people aren't driving anyway. So, <laughs> so that's the problem and things like that. But for us, I preferred the Uber. We were using the Uber instead of the buses the entire trip when we didn't take a car a few trips ago. So I do like the Uber, but mm -hmm. it is nice to have that free option because not everybody has the exposable income to use Uber the entire trip. Yeah, that's right. Especially when you, know, you have a large group and you need the Uber XL for things. Uh, or if you have a lot of baggage from the airport to the resort, that can be a, a rough deal too. Yeah, because me and Brenda or you, we could use the little Toyota Corolla or the, or the, yeah. uh, the Kia Soul or whatever. We didn't care. All we needed to do is fit our butts in the backseat. But if you have a family of four, you can't get the Kia Soul or the Uber. I mean, the, the Civic or you know what I'm saying, Rob. You have mm -hmm. to use the bigger yeah. one. But, right. So Grand Floridian, you got a beautiful room? Oh, I did. It was wonderful. If if you could just imagine having a balcony where you look straight forward and you're looking directly at the contemporary, and then about 45 degrees, you're looking at a funny foreshortened view of the Main Street Station, the, the Magic Kingdom, and behind it are what look like two huge balloons. That's Tron. Oh, there you <laughs> bye go. bye to that sight line and then uh over to the left you can see the castle really well a lot of people don't realize that when you're um at a theme park view room at uh grand floridian the castle's really far away compared to the contemporary right <laughs> oh it, it seems it seems like two or three two or three times further away it's it's yeah it's weird i think the angle you're looking at it too because the contemporary yes. you're more looking you can kind of get it down main street almost kind of you can't right. but you can because of the angle of the building plus the, mm -hmm. the contemporaries i think a little higher especially if you're well if you're in bay lake tower you got a really right. good view right. so yeah but, but you know the first thing i did when i arrived was check the bag with the, the bell desk make sure the magic bands are working and take that walk to the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> now, now, we screamed and yelled for years. How awesome was it to have that walkway? Uh, did I tell you about the time I went to the Behind Our Magic Steam Trains tour? And you're supposed to get to the park at, I think it's 710, So they let you in through the side entrance because okay. it's not open until about 9. Uh, I could not. The monorails weren't running. And I knew that that big channel was there, and I, I wanted to jump across. <laughs> I was asking taxi drivers how to get to Magic Kingdom, and they were like, we don't know. We, no. we just are taking people to the cruise ship and stuff uh, or to the airport. 
And so finally a monorail came, but I was thinking, man, that would have been so much easier just to simply walk from the Grand Floridian over to the front entrance. And, oh, that's a great tour. I want those steam trains back so bad. (laughs) Yeah, so do I, Robbie. From your lips to God's ears. I mean, it's just not the same even in the morning without hearing it. Yeah, what's funny is I've I've drugged many a Disneyland cast member to Florida, especially if they haven't been there before. And when they were cast members that mainly worked the Disneyland Railroad, it's a little hard to get them to ride the train. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> but, oh, they knew me. They, they knew I had to take at least one Grand Circle tour. <laughs> yeah, and it's a totally different train because the one at Disneyland, it's still, it all faces in, the back yeah. cars. Yeah, they do have the the excursion three. It was the before they built the the diorama. They had cars exact identical to the ones at Disney World, and my mother hated those because I don't want to have to crane my neck to the right to look at the dinosaurs. I love the dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they basically designed that so you didn't have to look at all the riffraff outside the park. Yeah, there was a parking lot to look at, Anaheim Convention Center. The, they put a berm up so you couldn't see the cheap motels that the. Uh, conventioners like to go and uh (laughs) that walt looked at and went oh no i should have bought property across harbor boulevard (laughs) yeah if only roy would have let me spend more money (laughs) i can hear him now poor roy yeah roy got all the (laughs) shrap from him but no that walkway i mean that walkway is one of those things that i mean you've listened to a show for a long time it's one yeah. of those things since this show started began that I said, I do not understand why that has never been done. It's one of those head scratchers because it also ruins the Grand Floridian from people wanting to go over there for lunch from the Magic right. Kingdom. Like it opens up a whole new stream of people and it lets some people from the crowds out of the Magic Kingdom instead of everybody going right to the contemporary. Now everybody yeah. can go to Floridian. Plus, I think it's a little, I don't know, but you tell me. I think it's it's a it's a nice walk to even go to the poly down from the Grand Floridian. Yeah, and most people, including me, by the first five times I stayed at the Grand Floridian, I oh, you mean I can walk to the poly? I don't have to get on the monorail and go the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, and that's one of the things. Like, I it opens up a whole new world because you really can't you can't walk to the poly really it, from the from the contemporary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it is a nice walk from the uh, the Grand Floridian, and then from the Magic Kingdom. It, if you want to leave for lunch for a couple hours, like we talked about on the show, the there's no place in the Magic Kingdom except for my Columbia Harbor House that I even look forward to that I have to eat at, and that's more because I love the place. But oh yes, the food at the three hotels is so much more superior than what's in the park. Oh yeah. And don't forget about my favorite geyser point. Every time I'm at Magic Kingdom and I'm thinking about lunch, it's either Columbia Harbor House or let's get on a boat and go see my friend Bruce, which, oh, by the way, you know what I found out? A lot of the favorite bartenders that want to ex- you know, extend their work hours have trans- transferred over to Galaxy's Edge, to Oga's Cantina. Okay. And so I lost my Bruce. He- he's over in the, he's over at a long, a galaxy a long time ago and far, <laughs> far away. Uh, Observing those pre-made drinks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's liking it though. A nice little change, but no, they, the Wilderness Lodge too. I consider that as one of them too. Like that, they're dest- I'd rather eat at any of those four resorts than eat at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, guys, your point is awesome. That's a beautiful restaurant. It, it, oh, what a location! Yeah, it's, just it's just beautiful. so off the beaten track. I mean, it's not all the way at Fort Wilderness where I used to, I used to stay with some buddies. 
there. Uh, one of my buddies that worked at Disneyland always insists that we travel in parties of six so because you got to fill the ride vehicles, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we'd stay at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. And first, like the first two times I stayed there, I was like, well, this isn't the Grand Floridian and I'm more hoity-toity. And I'm like, I realized it's nice to relax and just hear the tree frogs at night and make breakfast in the morning. And back when you didn't have to wake up at seven in the morning to bow before the genie. <laughs> yeah, the, the cabins, they're really nice. They, they redid them and all. The only thing I never understood is I think when they built them for the amount of people that they sleep, I don't know why they didn't have two bathrooms. Yeah. At least a powder room and a bathroom. Yeah, you definitely. Do you, do you agree with me? Because a big family, you could be, if you have three, two or three girls, you could be done for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they well, we, I, I, I remember us waiting for everyone to get done showering and getting ready. And it's like, who's next? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they say, because they do have a bathhouse there too, but I, that's like, that's taboo to me. I grew well, up that's for the poor ho- people that are camping. They've yeah. they're, they're got to wait in line for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my we camped our whole lives, and that was taboo to me. My dad, my because we had sisters and all, my dad would say, come on, guys, let's go down to the bath. I'd say, nope, I'll wait for the shower and the trailer, Dad. I'll wait behind the girls. I'm not going to that bathhouse. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not me. I remember it. I went to Yosemite National Park one time, and I'm like, Everyone showers in the same place. This is really weird. No, I used to feel like athlete's foot was attacking me as soon as I walked through the door of those places. That wasn't for me. My dad always used to ask me, how did you get so cleanly? I don't understand it. You're you're not a normal Davis. Well, the, the good thing about you is that you learned uh, to appreciate sports more than your dad, right? Yes, yes. My- I never made that leap. I really did. My dad never watched sports. My uncle did. You know, I told you he was a... Cowboys fan back mm. in the 70s when they were somewhat good mm. and he would explain play action passes and it would just go in one ear and out the other and yeah. I'm just glad that you you got to to uh you know rebel against your dad's lack of sports interest see it was weird though because my grandfather is the one that got me into my grandfather was a sports huh. nut my dad's father I mean they, I used- say, they say that about Disneyland here that it skips a generation you'll have a grandparent that's like got every collectible disney thing their kids are like oh i've got to take you to disneyland once a year because you're four. Oh, i yeah. hate this place and then the four-year-old kid grows up to be a teenager that's just like the grandparent <laughs> exactly well that's how i was me and my grandpa my grandpa was there i loved him so much we would the greatest times of some of the greatest times of my life i remember because back then all games weren't televised, but they were always on the radio. I remember me and my grandpa would sit out on the porch at night. He'd be smoking his cigar, and we'd li- listen to Philly's game with the lightning bugs flying around. And just I, they're like some of the best memories of my life. Remembering just hanging out with him, listening to Philly's games, and then climbing up on his lap watching Eagles games. So yeah, I used to watch my uncle Ralph listen to the Dodgers. I'd hear the voice of Vin Scully in the uh, early 1970s. Scully was and he the had man. This transistor- he had this transistor radio, and I didn't even know what was going on with the game. I just knew that's the guy that does the Farmer John commercials. Yep. And then there was my, gra- my my uncle's just going absolutely nuts. I just like watching him have a good time. Then I go mm-hmm. jump, jump in the pool if I got bored. So Yeah, there you go. Now, but I do give my dad credit because I was a, like a Lion here as an all-South Jersey baseball player. I was really good at sports, and even though my dad hated it, like he was never in. I wouldn't say he hated it because he would come to my games and all. 
but I used to pitch and literally I, I played shortstop and pitch, but he would literally on Sundays would go out in the backyard with me for hours and let me pitch to him. So he would, he never was a get, like he was there for me, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But he, right. was, he wasn't a sportsman himself. He was more into army movies and John Wayne and stuff like that. That was my dad. He was a hunter, a fisherman, not into like regular sports. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's what he was into. So anyhow, what was your first destination? You going over to the Magic Kingdom? Well, no, the first day was, oh, this is so weird. You knew that I was a premier pass holder for decades. Yeah. And so I, I didn't have any privileges. So I'm like, okay, I've got to have five park days. So I'm going to have an arrival day where I'm just going to sort of wander around. I went to the, of course, the Grand Floridian, the Grand Floridian Cafe, and I got the grand breakfast. I apologized to my server and I said, every time I get off an all night flight from, uh, LAX to here, <laughs> I got to get off the red eye and sit here and have a, have my grand breakfast because I need that bottomless coffee pitcher <laughs> <laughs> to get the <laughs> to get charged up yeah, for the day. Yeah, get, get the, the best thing going. about that. The best thing about that, and I wish I had liked the recipe, is they have um, uh, a cheesy hash brown casserole. They call it, and it's basically a hash browns blended perfectly with uh, cheese, and it's just so tasty and. Oh, it's it's great. And of course they have bacon and sausage. And I'm glad I packed my Lipitor. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speaking my language. My cholesterol doesn't like that, but oh, and they always cook the eggs perfectly. I'm an over medium guy. It's my obsession. So okay. they always make my eggs perfect there. And uh, the server said, now you got to come back later this week. I said, my last meal will be lunch here when I when I'm ready to go. <laughs> but they treated you well. They oh, Yeah. And of course, the you know the first dinner I had there. Well, of course, I I had to go get my Dole Whip over at the Pineapple the night since they wouldn't let me in the Magic Kingdom without a reservation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and I, suck, I got my Don't, oh, reservations it, it, are horrible. I, I, at first, I thought, all right, knowing Disneyland and how the the rock the walkways are very very narrow, and when it gets overcrowded, people just have to leave at a certain point because it just becomes unbearable. Where at Magic Kingdom, you you can always see the improvements of like, oh, what can we learn from Disneyland? Oh, let's have two concentric circles for a hub so that fireworks are going on. People can circulate from Tomorrowland to Adventureland without going through a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need the cast members at Disneyland. They're waving these flashlights. All they do at Disney World is they put you know the colored tape on the ground saying, oh, if you're watching a show, stand behind that tape. They have to have ropes at Disneyland, <laughs> ropes and chains. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I went to Pineapple and I, I got the, the uh, Dole Whip with the rum, but I really couldn't taste the rum, but it was nice. It was a nice place to relax. Yeah, and, and it's uh, a nice size. It's in, it's like the perfect size, I think. And I have an excuse to, you know, wander around the resort. That's the only monorail loop resort I've never stayed in. Yeah, it's a beautiful resort. The yeah, I, I know John, John really loves it. <laughs> yeah, nobody loves it more than our buddy Pat. That's like, oh yeah, that's a Pat Genetti special right there. Yeah. Never speak ill of the Polly. <laughs> yeah, I think he even has a tattoo of the Polly somewhere on him. So he loves the. Yeah. Now, what did you do for? Did you head to the to the springs that night or to hang out down there for a little bit? No, even worse. I backslid early. I knew I couldn't stay away from Boardwalk for more than a few hours, so I went to <laughs> Flying Fish. <laughs> oh, you ate a Flying Fish the first night. Yeah, I went and had the entree I've never had before. I got the scallops, 
that they serve over the savory grits with a sweet corn and what's called a pepidou emulsion. That's that orange stuff. It's a combination yeah. of wine, vigor, Dijon mustard, and honey, and a little bit of chili paste, so it has just a little bit of heat to it. But, you know, you you, heard, you remember that executive that said, we're going to start cutting down the portions because we all need to start w- watching our waistline. Yeah. Well, that curse hit flying fish. My scallops were like half the size. They were like, well, they were like British. Uh, if you ever seen a British pound coin, yeah. they were about a little thicker than that. <laughs> and that's sad, too. I mean, because but they cook them perfectly. You, you would have not had any complaints other than, well, maybe if I stacked two of these like checkers, they'd be a whole scallop. Well, they were more like sea scallops and not, uh, you know, the regular yeah. scallops. They were the smaller ones, the little tiny I know, guys. but it was the main course. That, that's, that's sad. <laughs> but it was okay because when, when I walked out, I mean, I, I saw Pete over at Abercadabra Bar. And I go, I've got to tell him about how good the Grand Floridian was. You've you got to do another review. <laughs> how was Pete? Oh, he was, he got a big kick out of it. He's like, I know that was probably my biggest rant ever. And, and he, he tapped me on the shoulder and he goes, don't worry. We'll do a review soon. And it's not that bad, honey. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, he, uh, he makes me feel good. Cause I'm not always the angry one. As long as Pete's around. I know. I know. And, and you're not all that negative when we talk about stuff you love, right? No. <laughs> I mean, do and I'll ask you this to be honest with you because I, I get the feedback. Is my uh, the past year or so is my complaining about it been out of touch? Am I like wrong the way I talk about things? Do you disagree with me a lot or? Well, you they, you know, every once you. in a while, I'm like, why? Why is he ranting about that when we've got COVID and, and can't even get to the parks and stuff? And it's it, but that, a lot of that comes from you know, news sources and stuff. They've already got a bad review, and then you read the bad review and go, oh no, forget about this place. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe your source is like crabby and doesn't like anything ever, you know? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. No, I hear you. Usually, the source that I read is because they're easier to come up. But yeah. a lot of times during the week, I'll read three or four things on the same subject from different people, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't yeah. just take the one. But Yeah, it, you know, you ever notice that they always drop the big stories like on a Monday or Tuesday, and you're like, well, I just did the show, and I got to wait until... <laughs> yes, yes. And, and the other thing with COVID is, is I, I'm just trying to let everybody forget about that, if you get what I'm saying. And that's the whole reason behind it. When I yeah. go somewhere, I can't... I mean... Face it, COVID's to blame for everything right now, Rob. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people, you know, uh, talking smack about uh, the fiftieth at Disney World, and I think they did a fine job considering they didn't know when they were planning it if all the parks were going to shut down again or what, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I thought, I mean, the castle was so much better than the Disneyland castle the fiftieth. That gaudy thing with the crowns on top of the turrets. Oh, I hated it. And I know I'm going to get angry messages about that, but I don't care. That's okay. <laughs> they, they did do a wonderful job on the wall, on the Disney World casserole. I mean, the Disney World castle, casserole, castle. I think it looks absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. I love the yeah. I love the new paint scheme of the castle too. I love the little dark. And it's blues. better in person. It's yes. so much better in person because it just pops when you're when you're actually there looking at it. So I mean, you'll see a photo. And, oh, the paint's too dark, or they shouldn't have done rose gold there. Uh, the blue is too bright, or it's too dark. Yeah. It's just whatever time of day it is. And if you if you get to see it in person, you really get a perspective on that. There were geniuses that came up with that design just to be altered enough for a special occasion, right? It's perfect. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I like it. I It's my favorite castle ever right now. 
and all the statuettes they've got all over, all over the place. I think that was a wonderful idea. You know, I, that, that tribute was to the awesome. class of Disney characters. Yeah, <laughs> that was absolutely awesome. You know, the thing, the only thing I don't like about what they're doing, Robbie, is is I, I think they should. Do you know how they had the Year of a Million Dreams? Yes. I, I think with the 50th anniversary and how hard everything, especially right now, how hard it is on a lot of people that are still coming there to spend their hard-earned money, I think there should be more of magic being spread around through the parks. I don't think I don't think in the last five, ten, ten, last five years there's been enough magic spread that the cast members are allowed to do what they used to do. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah. I, I had a friend of mine that went from uh, doing shows to uh, actually being a Dream Squad member. Mm -hmm. they, they would just tell him, okay, Haunted Mansion, Doom Buggy number 37. Watch out for it. Mm -hmm. They got a special envelope. You don't even know what it is. Here, give it to him. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I don't see any of that going on anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, face it. I mean, the way Twitter and social media is and everything else like that, if a lot of that was going on, like a year of a million dreams, don't you think that would be like all over? Like you see nothing ever in tweets that was really given to anybody at the parks anymore. Right. I mean, they wouldn't even keep the cast compliment thing do it going. I loved embarrassing cast members. You know, yes. they'd get their hair all dolled up. Like there was this, when I stayed at, at uh, Contemporary, there was this um, uh, mouse keeper named Brick. That every day when I left my room, if she saw me, she said, hello, honey, have a great day. Yeah, and that, that's and what I makes told it special. And I tweeted at the cast compliment, and the next thing I got was from Disney, a picture of her with her hair all dolled up with her little uh, diploma that said that I made a moment for a guest special. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm, I, I, they need more interaction like that, in my opinion. Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, those, those, those were the days, right? Yes. <laughs> of course, they shut that stuff down. <laughs> so. Well, we'll head back to the Flying Fish, which I love the Flying Fish. You've heard me say that before. I think it's one of the hidden gems of the parks, and I don't know why it's so hidden. I mean, I don't hear it's, many... It's in a weird location, though, if you think about it. It's yeah. next to what used to be the ESPN. Then you've got a, a pizza window. Then you've got sort of like the back end of the resort where people that don't stay there are like, well, there's a place that sells paintings, and... There's a sign that says flying fish and the average dabber bar is sort of dark. Yeah. So you just sort of walk by because you see these big light. If you're there at night, you see Atlantic dance hall yeah. <laughs> and stuff. You're like, well, let's just keep going. So a lot of people walk by it or they end up at the burger joint yeah. near the DVC side. Yeah. And I just <laughs> because that has know... street curb appeal, right? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why, like the word of mouth, like don't spread more about it though, because I've never had a bad meal there. I mean, the potato wrap bread snapper, that is out of this world. Have you ever had that? Oh yeah. That is, is that is fantastic. I, I love that because we used to I used to get that and then they used to have a scallops appetizer that I would get all the time there. Yeah, I used to get the scallops appetizer or the mussels and they of course they had the best lobster bisque I've ever had. Oh so good. <laughs> yeah, the lobster bisque is really good there. I've had that before. I, I had it one time, but I Brenda with her lactose stuff, I feel bad eating in front of her if you follow me. But oh, yeah, it is definitely, really yeah. good. But yeah, they have the what do they have? The Prince Albert mussels there or something, Rob? I think it's Prince um, Al I, Albert Island mussels or something like that. They're yeah, really good. Yeah, that that sounds right. Uh, they had an appetizer that I didn't see on the website that I had because I, I told them I cannot get the lobster bisque again. I got to break my habits. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, they they have some really good 
really good food there. I told the story the one time we ate there at a, uh, the NBA Finals was going on, and literally uh, the, the Orlando Magic were in the fi- I mean, uh, who was it? Uh, the Miami Heat were in the Finals. That's when, uh, and all of the Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, like all the All-Stars, Magic Johnson, Dwayne Wade, they were all inside. The That's fly great. fish in the back banquet room. They were having some kind of big thing, and we were over. We went over to the barn door, the uh, this gift shop there the, at the uh, boardwalk, mm-hmm. and, and Dwayne Wade actually held the door for me and my wife to get a drink out of the core. It was pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's great. Dwayne yeah, I know Wade. where that drinking fountain is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dwayne Wade's a basketball player. I don't know if you know him from the Miami Heat. He's an all. He's actually married to Gabrielle Union. And he was sitting there talking. To, it was he was a really nice guy. Oh wow! Yeah, he was a really nice guy. It was really cool. But and I think he liked it because I didn't fangirl all over him. If you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so it, he was really cool. Oh yeah. Well, I told you the time I was in. I was on Maui. I was on Maui one time, and I was just sort of. It was a, one of those resorts where you had a first come, first serve cabana. So okay. I got there sort of early, thinking I'm not going to stay here that long, and I'm going to relax and maybe get some sun, but not too much because I I burn pretty easily. And I was like sitting there with my eyes closed, and I heard this voice that sounded really familiar, and he was talking about the business of starting up his uh, Dodgers franchise. And I'm like, that sounds like is that that's Magic Johnson. But I have this face like I'm going to Vegas next week. I have the worst po- poker face in the world, and I cannot avoid staring at celebrities. So I just sort of got up and left and pretend I didn't see him. Oh, you can't. <laughs> he was there with his family, you get it? You yeah. know, I was like, I yeah, you don't need fans now. <laughs> no, you can't mistake that smile of Magic Johnson. He's one yeah. of the kind. Yeah, so. thinking back, I should have probably met him. Yeah, you probably should. He would have, yeah, uh, everything I've heard about him has been nothing but nice as far as the public, so. Yeah, but he was pretty busy on his phone with all his Dodgers business. That was when he, uh, <laughs> There you go. That franchise was under his direction, yeah. <laughs> so, so I see one of the things you didn't get to do that you wish you did. I seen your list that you wrote of that when after your trip was over. See, have you ever done the walk from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, or you just yes. didn't do it this trip? Yes, I've done it many, many times because I, I had sworn off the Grand Floridian at a certain point because I just fell in love with being able to spontaneously go from either you know beach club or boardwalk into mm-hmm. Epcot. Okay. And using Epcot's side entrance as the front entrance when I wanted to get on the monorail and just walking through the park and enjoying that view of, uh, of uh, you know, Canada, the UK in the morning. And yes. uh, it was just beautiful. And the, watching all the other guests coming in the exit. But the way I stayed there so often, I just felt like that was the exit to get to the monorail where the big ball is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of my crowning jewels of knowing something that John didn't know. And I, I, I still can't believe I taught him that walking trail. Yeah, you'd think it would be a long, a long trek because you know that was back before the the, you know, the Skyliner, of course. Yeah. And I'm, you think, you think Hollywood Studios, that's that's got to be far away, right? I mean, it's, it takes forever to get a bus to go there, right? <laughs> Isn't it so like beautiful and like so relaxing, like yeah, you know, watching the friendship boats go by, and yeah, it's just so beautiful to me. It like. It's one of those things in life that I always appreciate, if you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the, the best memories are walking with my beautiful wife down, back and forth that path. I mean, I can't even count how many times. And she enjoys it, too. She, she'll she joke with me all we have to walk it. But I know she likes it just as much as I do, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. By the time you're halfway there and it's like, oh, this is so relaxing to get away from the people. And, of course, I'm a weirdo. I want to see an alligator. 
<laughs> well, I never got to see even a baby alligator in Florida. <laughs> oh, well, you, you don't want to see them. I, uh, the worst one I seen in Florida was uh, I was playing golf at uh, Lake Buena Vista. And oh, yeah. we're, we're on like the third hole. It's along the water there. And uh, we're all going to walk up on the green. And there's uh, about a six-footer uh, bathing on top of the greens. I, <laughs> needless to say, I was about 10 pounds lighter seeing that uh, that alligator up there. We all gave each other a two-putt and called it a day on that hole. Yeah, I figured you'd get at least a mulligan out of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah we all looked at each other because we were all on the green. We all said, two-putt, yes, <laughs> we're out of here. Nobody even cared if they got their birdie. We just wanted yeah. to keep our fingers and toes. So Yeah, I know. I, I get what you mean there. They could lunge pretty fast. They take like three steps. And <laughs> yeah, they straight line. They say they can run like they can move like a racehorse when they get going. And, I don't, I don't and they climb fences it. and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, I'm not yeah well you know how they do that they actually stand on their tails yeah yeah i've i've, I've seen it on tiktok before and i'm like oh man now i'm even more scared of those nah, things <laughs> no nah. it's the only thing i one of the things i'm afraid, afraid about moving down there especially with presley because he's stupid enough to go fight with one. Oh, he'd think they were their friend <laughs> uh, uh, no he would instantly think it's an enemy and go to attack it and oh lose attack mode yeah that's uh, not a good idea <laughs> no if it was on his property a dog has no fear trust me so where'd you head uh, after flying fish back to the hotel yeah back of the hotel and of course i had to go find my dear sheila over at the what used to be meisner's okay. instantly recognized me and uh we just chatted about what how they got through COVID and all that stuff and uh just such a it's like family yeah <laughs> That's the thing about you, you. You go alone, but you're really not alone. Oh, never, never. And I'll show them pictures. Hey, I'll, I'll show you the friends that travel with before. Update on you know. Yeah, he still works at Disneyland. And... <laughs> now, how do you like the new pub, the new layout, and all there? Besides, mine? as long as as you're sitting at the center bar, it's nice. Of course, we all miss the orchestra, right? Yes. Oh, that just was such a neat thing. But you know, Meisner's. You could tell when they built the Grand Californian. They had Meisner's in mind because like, we need a nice long counter, lots of tables. Mm -hmm. So when there's a convention or stuff, people can always find a seat because I went there, man, went during the Mars Bars convention mm -hmm. and everyone was trying to crowd into the Meisner's at the same time. And we were just lucky we found a seat at the bar because they already had a few at the convention and <laughs> and yeah. they were trying to get service. And it's impossible to circulate through there when back back to the old design. Yeah, Meisner's ought to give some tips to la cava tequila to give that place some more room over there yeah yeah and i i no one was ever in that men's store that was upstairs i was like i i know the days for this place are numbered <laughs> yeah so what part did you head to first rob uh the first one i headed uh, over to on monday of course given that uh i like to wear my legs out all at once <laughs> is animal kingdom <laughs> Now, and you love Animal I got to see too, every right? single trail. Yes. It, I love it. Forever I thought of it as a zoo, and my friends are like, okay, I want to see the animals, but, but really what's left? We've done Everest and that dinosaur Indiana Jones thing. Uh, can we leave now? That was the way I used to be. And then slowly I just learned you can relax in this park. Mm -hmm. You can see the tree of life different times of day. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy all the, uh, all the shows. I love the kite tails. Yeah, we just watching poor Simba just do a nosedive. That's his normal <laughs> normal choreography. That's how they catch him at the end of the thing. But yeah, are you are you being tongue in cheek, or you really do like kite tails? It was fun. 
I, it's free, I don't so you think can't it, complain, but I think they could have yeah. did a little better than what that is. I don't think it makes sense as a pop-up show because there, there aren't that many people that would stand around waiting for it to start. You know, yeah. if you know what I mean. You know? yeah. And uh, it's just people going and coming from Everest. <laughs> yeah. Now, me and my wife have loved it from jump. We have friends of ours that they went to because me and Brenda went down like a couple months right after it opened, Rob, because I couldn't work. Mm-hmm. I remember oh, I yeah. bought the book. I have the hardback book of the Animal Kingdom. I ordered it before the park even opened. Like it showed a lot of the, it had all like uh, how they made the safari out of concrete and they took the Jeep tires and rolled them through there. Oh yeah, yeah. All that stuff and behind the scenes stuff. So I was so into it. And But we had friends that went down, Beth and Joey, like they were friends of my wife and they come back and go, we loved everything, but that Animal Kingdom's nothing but a, it's a, it's a glorified zoo. I'm like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. You gotta, un- see, it doesn't have signs like Vegas neon signs telling you to come do this. The park is designed for you to explore. If you run through yeah. there, you're going to miss 90% of it. Am I wrong? That's that's definitely – I'm spending next week in Vegas, by the way. Yeah, there you go. But, but you get my point with that. That whole park was designed for you to find stuff. It isn't all out there like waving at Everything it. is hidden. There's no signs, especially the, the Discovery Island Trail. Yeah. You ever try to figure out where that thing starts? Because they put the um, guest relations people underneath an umbrella in front of the entrance to sort of hide the entrance. Mm-hmm. I actually had to ask. I forgot how to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because me and Brenda do that that and the uh, Maharaja Jungle Track every single time. Yep. And yeah, and I, I was there. I was there last time when the t- when the two uh, baby tigers were still about, oh, you know, so they're about adorable. bobcat size. Oh, they were wonderful. As me and John say, they were adorbs. <laughs> they were adorbs. I almost yeah. said that, but I was like, no, I'll let Doug say it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a special kind of man to be able to say that, Robbie. You know? Yeah, but of course, you know, I went over to Tiffin's. There you go. That place is. Yeah, I got the usual charred octopus appetizer. Oh. You like with that, the, huh? With the grilled corn salsa. I actually, oh. I got that outside, and I liked it. Brenda ate it because she'll she, we'll try anything. I enjoyed it more than her. I enjoyed it. I got it out oh, of so the Oh, so you, you scored a spot at the Nomad Lounge? Yeah. That's how you ordered it? That's yes. great. Yeah. That view? Love it. Yeah, that's where we go all the time. We'll go out to the Nomad Lounge. We'll get three or four plates between us, a couple drinks, and just watch the uh, pontoon boats go by and look over at, at Avatar Land, over at Pandora. Yeah. Well, what I like looking at is the people crossing the bridge, all mm-hmm. worried about, worried, all worried about uh, their, uh, you know, fast, you know, not sick. Now Genie Plus. Yeah. All they're thinking about is getting to the most popular attractions, and they're all stressed out and looking at their phones. Yeah. And just kicking back at the Nomad Lounge, going, "I could do that, but I'm not." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, face it. I mean, uh, first of all, how was the rest of your meal? You got the octopus. What else did you get? Yep, I got the fiftieth celebration brill. Uh, it's the bry spiced veal. It's a South African barbecue recipe. It's the most tender cut of veal I've ever had. Perfectly seared, seasoned, served over mushroom ragu with truffle polenta on the side. Oh, it was beautiful. And uh, I was just amazed at it. And, oh, they, and then, of course, they have the South African wine. They have a, a Malbec Syrah blend. Which I, I had to try that. It was so good from Argentina. 
not South Africa. It was from Argentina, but oh, it went so well with the the veal. Oh, you'd love it if you haven't had it already. <laughs> I told them they better because if they do, I it'll be a must visit restaurant every time I go <laughs> to Disney. <laughs> nah, they. It's a beautiful restaurant. We've uh, like I said, we do. Last time we were just down with Judith and them too. We all. Me, Judith, Tommy Lee, and Brenda, we hung out on Nomad Lounge. We all got some plates, and they got one because they were going out to Sanaa after they were done there. They had a later, uh, uh, like a late lunch set up for Sanaa, so they just got one plate with us. We had a couple drinks out there, and it's a beautiful, I could hang there all day. And what I was going to say is I love all the rides and all, but the biggest memories of me and Brenda's trips are not about getting Fast Pass. It's about... uh hanging out at the Nomad Lounge, hanging out at the yeah. Paddlefish, uh, sitting around here, walking through there. Uh, I, like, Slinky Dog is one of my favorite rides. I love Slinky Dog. But mm-hmm. the the queue on the way in, I have more memories of the queue with all the odds and ends there, pictures me and Brenda were taking, looking at old school stuff with, like, the Army Men and stuff like that, just like Toy Story Midway Mania. <laughs> They're the things I remember the most. Not just keep your arms and legs dentro del vehiculo. <laughs> yes, That's my yes. favorite part of that whole attraction. Yes, it's here in the safety spiel and in uh, in Slinky language, and then Slinky trying to do his best Spanish. Yes, <laughs> but it's just they're the awesome things that I remember. But uh, I don't know. It just did. Why we were talking about it? Uh, you did text. Now you felt bad about Lightning Lane and Genie Plus. What's your thoughts on that? Well, um, your results may vary is not the key to customer satisfaction. <laughs> no, it's not. Because when you got to get up in the morning and now you have to buy it every day. Yes. And you say you're sold on Genie Plus and then you get it. And of course, it was great when I went to Epcot and I wanted to do Ratatouille first thing in the morning. But the standby wasn't that long. <laughs> no. No, and the thing is, that's the thing that gets me. Because like we were down there with us, Judith and all of us, for Rise of the Resistance. Me and Judith are texting each other at ten after six. Like, what is that? To do, so we by seven o'clock we start pushing buttons. Like, what fun? How is that even fun, Robbie? It. I mean, when you know that you may get what you want, and then they put you in a waiting a waiting loop for like, yes. well, you can check again at at ten twenty. Yeah, and it's like I was I was like, well, I'd like to ride Tower of Terror, but I don't want to wait until 1021 to find out if I could ride Tower of Terror. No. <laughs> so, so I just got in the standby line. And of course, it kept going down. And <laughs> no, something something has to be done because it, it's just not working. I have so many complaints yeah. about it. But and the thing of it is, is everybody thinks it's a good thing because people are paying for it. People are paying yes. for it because they have no choice, they feel like. Yeah, they they feel like they're going to miss the best of their vacation if they don't buy that little. Yeah. I'm going to say it's not a perk. I mean, it's an upcharge. But you, did did you ever hear about the Max Pass system at Disneyland? Yeah, I've heard about it. Yes, because I booked. I was wondering out there. what you what you if you experienced it, if you would have liked it. Basically, it was they still had the paper fast passes, but if you got on the app and you paid the premium like $15 a day, I think it was, might've been 10. I don't know because my pass got it for me for free. Mm-hmm. And so you just got on the Disneyland app and you said, I'd like to, I'm interested in the uh, big Thunder mountain. And it would say, all right, you can go on it at this time. And you just signed up for it without having to go to the fast pass kiosk, put your annual pass, your ticket in mm-hmm. and, and do it that way. 
it was convenient. It was fun. People liked it. People weren't that offended by it because if you didn't buy it, you had a backup. You just got the regular ticket, you know, the, the fast pass physical yes. one. And so the, people didn't really mind. And of course, there's so many APs and locals at Disneyland. I, I don't. I think that's why they didn't roll it out that way at Disney World. And they'd already done away with paper fast passes. And yes. the, the people I feel sorry for are the first timers and the planners, like like our our uh, our buddies from uh, Nashville at uh, the Grim Grinning Guys. Yeah. If you look at their spreadsheets or the way they describe them, they would start first thing in the morning and they would hit attraction after attraction after attraction because that's what their kids wanted. They valued their trip by how many attractions per day they did and getting everything yes. done and maybe getting to do it twice. That's not the way we tour, right? No. But for, for so many people, that's what they want to do. And for those people to be told, oh, well, good luck at 7 o'clock. You might get all your touring plans met, but uh, if not, sorry. <laughs> See, I, I, and you're right. And, and the Grim Grinning guys, they're wonderful guys. They're friends of the show. I appreciate them always retweeting our stuff and all that. They're, mm -hmm. they're really good guys. I don't know why. Like, I, I think paper pa fast passes were the most fair way to go. You actually mm -hmm. had a, that was a little bit of work. You went and did it. If you went and got them, it, you understand what I'm saying? You had to do something. I don't know why. Okay, I get they don't want to use the whole paper deal or whatever. I don't know why they don't have the same kiosk machines that you just yeah. take your phone up and it scans your phone and puts tickets in there like you do with concert tickets. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was really convenient if you're on the other side of the park. It was a crowded day and you you didn't want to take like John described on the last show. He grab it, he collect everyone's fast passes yes. or or their tickets, and he'd run to the kiosk. No one has to run to the kiosk. It's all automatic, and the app actually used to work, too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying at least it makes you earn. Like, it, it puts everybody on equal footing, not how much they have in their pocket. Yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Because that's what everybody can say what they wanted to say. Like, like I'll have arguments with people that Walt wanted to make money, too. I, I've read every single book that Walt ever written. I've looked yeah. at everything. Walt was never about the money. He was always about the experience. Roy was the one that was worried about how to deal with all the money. Well, well, there was one exception to that. I'm sure they've pointed that out. When he opened the Enchanted Tiki Room, it was the first audio animatronic scientific wonder of the world. He collected an additional couple of cents i think it was 35 cents if i remember right yeah to everyone that wanted to go do that little thing so that was the only time i realized that walt actually approved an upcharge and, and some <laughs> of the things i read about that was and and that was done like that was roy's way they went back and forth that was roy's way of kind of getting money because the animatronics were the most expensive things that they were spending money on at the time <laughs> to reinvest in all the animatronics that he wanted to build if you get what i'm saying yeah so, Every time I listen to Enchanted Tiki, Tiki Talk and I hear the parrot spiel, there used to be a parrot outside the attraction that would say, come get your expialidocious tickets here. That yeah. was that was the gimmick. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. But I don't know. I just think something else has to be done. It's, it's enough already with the upcharging of everything. Every last yeah. thing. I mean. Yeah, it, it's so difficult. Well, I mean, I was on the monorail, Doug, and repeatedly and i love taking the monorail but i'd i'd see families that were going to the parks and they would say well two of our kids want to do this attraction and we know we're only going to get on it if we get genie plus and let's see that's we have five kids times 16 dollars or whatever it was and yeah. no because <laughs> yeah. they'll want to do it tomorrow <laughs> yeah now now you're spending another 62 dollars on top of the 500 you already spent to get in the park that day 
Yeah. I mean, my buddy John just texted me the other night for him because his wife is addicted. And, yeah. and his wife's name is Lisa, too. They're friends of mine that work with me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's addicted. And she's like me. I mean, she has a little... Uh, she has a little Disney tattoo. I don't, but I'm saying she's like me. She, every time they have a question or text to me, he works with me. And he just texts me the other day and he goes, can you believe this? And I go, what? And I said, what on the text? He goes, $1,278 for the two of us to go down for five days just for tickets. That's crazy, yeah. Robbie. Yeah. That's when, you when you hide that in an annual pass purchase, it doesn't sting as much. But, but I, when you're actually paying for a vacation package, you know, this is our only chance and we got to put up with Genie Plus. <laughs> yes, on top of that. So now if you're 1258 plus you're paying for Genie Plus each day, there's another couple hundred. It's, it's just nuts. And, and the thing yeah. is, not everybody has the option for the annual passes right now either, Rob. If you're not yeah, I know, I know it's, it's difficult for you, especially being a, a travel agent yourself. Yes. You hear these stories over and over again. See, once I got off the last monorail, I didn't get to have to feel bad about a disappointed family, right? Yeah. but You deal with it absolutely. all the time. <laughs> and I get texts during the trip, should I do this or that? Because I'll give them, they have my cell number. And the thing yeah. is, could you imagine, Rob, you're booking that trip for that family of five and you got to tell them, well, for each day, if you want to buy this Genie Plus after they just put ten grand down on a trip, yeah, that, right. that's the problem with it that Disney don't see that we got to deal with. It should be a hard sell, and it's not. People are buying it, right? <laughs> They're buying it, but it's there's always the one family member that actually does the family budget, if you get what I'm saying, that's constantly asking you, why am I buying all this? And why can't I plan it all at once like I used to? You know, I could hit yeah. all my ADRs, my no. fast passes, and and I knew what I was going to get at the end of the, you know, when I arrived. And I had nothing to worry about every single day. No. <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, what did you do else after you left Tiffin's? What else did you do at the Animal Kingdom? Did you do a little well, bit of everything? Well, I, I did purchase park hopping uh, privileges. Okay. So I went over to Magic Kingdom for the evening. Well, of course. I had to go to Disney Springs. I hadn't been there yet, and I had to go visit my beloved wine bar, George. That's your favorite, one of your favorites, isn't it? It's wonderful, and there's a girl named Jill that works there. And I talk, and I'm like, first of all, I'm like, I'm so delighted to see you. You guys got through COVID, okay? And I said, Oh, well, George's wife is an accountant. She figured out a way to keep everyone on the payroll. That is so and, awesome. And I told her that I got an email of. Uh, from a, a winery in Napa, I won't even name them. They said they let their whole tasting room go as soon as they announced the shutdown. Uh, and he went through a much smaller business and was able to keep everyone employed and stuff. And, yeah, and those idiots probably got funding too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and, the problem with it, you know. But they have this thing called, ever heard of a burrata? Yes, I've heard of burrata. Basically, it's a, you've probably seen mozzarella cheese being made and the experts that can actually fold it into a perfect little sphere. Mm -hmm. That's what they bring to your plate. They plunk it on top of toast that has some sliced tomatoes on it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that really <laughs> That's the does big look thing good. right now. Yeah. And so Jill recommended that. And of course, I got it. Yeah, got we, my wine on. It was good. <laughs> I do something like that out on uh, our grill because Brenda bought me this French pizza stone. It's it's really an awesome stone. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, she bought me that probably 15, 10, 15 years ago for one of my birthday gifts. And it's it goes it can go on the grill, the oven. It is so versatile. And 
I'll stop yeah. on the way home, especially this time of year. I'll grab a an old thing of French bread or Italian bread, but, and then I'll get fresh Jersey tomatoes. I'll get oh yeah, the tomatoes uh, out there are really great. Yeah, some olive oil, some fresh garlic, and I'll toss them right on the pizza stone, Robbie. And oh, make, that's wonderful. Uh, make fresh bruschetta out there on the pizza stone. It is so good. I, I love yeah. stuff like this. Nice beer and some a couple slices of that. You can't go any wrong. I know you like your wine. Brenda would be drinking wine with you. I'd have a couple <laughs> beers. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah. I love I love pizza and beer too. Any flatbreads that, that someone's making on their own pizza stone. I know they've had lots of rehearsals. <laughs> yes, dude. We I, that. You know what's great about that pizza stone too, Rob? Like you know how I talk about cheesesteaks and hoagies and all that mm-hmm. different stuff. And the way you slice the meat that you've kept in the freezer just for long enough for it to be, you know, more sliceable. Yes. I thought that was the neatest idea because I'm like, I've dealt with cuts of meat like that. I'm like, how in the world do even people get symmetrical slices out of it? <laughs> so I taught you some, actually? You did. I've never dared to try it because I'm like, okay, this is a cheesesteak. And there's too many fake cheesesteaks around here. I'll wait until Doug teaches me or I'll go to Philly myself. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, just get the uh, get the, the the steak and just put it in the freezer for a couple minutes. It don't have to be in there long. And then when you go to cut it, it cuts so nice. Just try yeah, it. Get yourself yeah. some chip steak and nice steak and, and at the butcher. Because they'll slice it. for It'll say sandwich steak. and. Yeah. Put it in the freezer for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, just enough. It starts setting it up and then it'll cut so nice, Rob. It's easy. Yeah. Awesome. But what I love about it is like, like if you order out, what I'll do is I take all the meat. Like, cause even when you reheat a cheesesteak, what I do is I take, cause if I order one out, I take all the meat out of the, out of the roll. And then I throw the roll on the pizza stone. And then I put the meat actually in the in the saw so- in the saucepan, frying pan, and reheat it that way. So you're mm-hmm. not putting it in the oven where it don't heat equally. If you get what I'm saying, right, by then right. you burn yeah. your. So you put the roll on the pizza stone, flip it both sides, especially if you have a hoagie. You ever eat a half a, a sub and the oil will get yep. to it overnight? Yes. You know, take all the meats and the lettuce and stuff out. Take that hoagie roll, put it on that pizza stone for a couple minutes. It makes it like it just came back out of the oven. And all those oils now are baked into it. Oh, that's a neat idea. And then you put the meat back in it and it tastes like you just, it tastes better when you bought it, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing with the steaks. Like I'll put the, 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 the brawl itself on the pizza stone. I heat the meat back up in the pan. And then put it back in the hot roll and then serve it. Mm-hmm. I my I could be highfalutin enough with sandwiches for you, couldn't I? Uh, I the problem is you don't realize how much more highfalutin you are than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm only laughs> because kidding. of the because of the way you know flavors and uh, different ingredients and the the vast array of things that you can cook. <laughs> my cooking is basically make something big like a roast that I can throw in the freezer and eat for two weeks. Oh, That's there you go. how boring I am. Well, but oh, any, anyway, I wanted to tell you, you know how they used to have the Magic Kingdom uh, magic hours on Wednesdays? The only time where you could see the park near midnight? Yes. They did that on the, they did that on my trip. And I just, of course, I was at Wine Bar George. And I went over to, um, to Epcot. Because they were open till eleven, okay. And I got to the, uh, I, I of course had to, I had to do my two favorite attractions over there, and I got there like ten minutes before close, okay. And I did Living with the Land and Soarin'. <laughs> uh, I love both of them, Robbie. 
That's a good yeah, one. that was a lot of fun. I, I like the Epcot ending because I we don't we, we have to see the old uh, Disneyland ending. <laughs> well, I mean it's been redone, but I like it, the Epcot version better. <laughs> yeah, I like both. I wish you've heard me say on the show. I wish they could find a way to load both and have both of them, and you never knew what you were going to get until you went on. Yeah, well, you know that's the big gimmick for food and wine at uh, Disney's California Adventure. They they. They put the old soaring ca- over California, and people buy tickets just to ride that. <laughs> yeah. They don't even care about food and wine. They want to see the old California version. Oh, from- geez. I, I like both. Because <laughs> I, I uh, the reason I like both, like, I love the new one, but me and Brenda both, the old one I love so much because I'd always go to catch the golf ball when it was hit by me. Yeah, by, by Mr. Eisner. I know a guy that's a Club 33 member that claims he was one of the people standing next to him. I still uh, don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> and I miss the pine trees and the cowboys. And I used to always love the way the helicopter came up over the ship. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I miss that yeah. one. So I wish every it- time I think, think I see that scene, I think of John because uh, San Diego, they um, there used to be a screensaver for windows that showed a, a view of downtown San Diego from the harbor. Okay. And I knew a Navy man that would see that and he would like change that. I don't want to see that again. Okay. And I finally asked him, why do you hate that screensaver so much when you're in boot camp and you're swapping the deck and doing all kinds of terrible things on the ship and they're being mean to you. That's the view you see. <laughs> there you go. Oh, geez. So yeah, always makes me friend, th- think of our buddy, John. <laughs> how'd you like, uh, so how long did you stay at wine bar, George? Oh, I was, th- I was there just a couple hours. Just a couple hours. Met a couple amazing people. I, the, the weird thing about the uh, wine bar, George, is that young people come in there and they like wine. I'm like, what planet are you from? I'm oh. used to you know wine pe- people discover wine in, in their 40s and 50s here. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, wine has a whole new uh, following now. I think. See, when we were younger, you didn't have a, and because we're about the same age, Robbie. We're still youngins, but. When we were younger, we didn't have, like, I know around here, for sure. When mm-hmm. I was younger, we didn't have, now we got, like, ten wineries that you can go and have lunch and hang out and yep. go to. We had none of that We when we were kids. Not that I know of, anyway. Like, we have, we're we're wine members at the Heritage Winery. You know, we get, yeah. we get four, you know, four times a year we get a, a wine. Uh, they give us four wines, and you go and pick it up, and it's they pick it special for you. And it's a good time, and then they have... The whole outside has food trucks and they have a band playing or singers playing. It's out on the lawn. It's absolutely gorgeous. And then Cape May Winery has one down by the ocean. But Mm -hmm. the younger kids have all that. Like we even noticed the younger generation being there. When we were younger, there was no wine winery to go to. I took dates there. A lot of of that's like social media. Because I mean, how many kids do you know? I'm 53. But I have kids that are listening to music like by Kiss and wearing the T-shirts. And yeah. I said, that's my favorite music. And I'm like, what? Wait, you came out of a time machine or something? No, I downloaded on YouTube. Everything's free nowadays. Yeah. Who are you, you old man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, I just think that they're, the younger generation is – like social media has made the world so much smaller. It really has. Like you, you could see anything you want if you follow me. When we were kids, yeah. you had to go to the library to see what you wanted. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Another, uh, one thing I forgot to mention when I was over at Wine Bar George, I had a, a, a sort of a mid afternoon lunch over at uh, the boathouse. Okay. And I've learned 
over the last couple of visits, always ask for an outside table because no one wants to sit outside when it's hot in Florida. Okay, and, and then you get you seated the right pre- away. They put you in the, and, and they put you in the prime spot. I was at the corner table where the Amphicars launch. Oh, there so you it go. was dinner and a show. <laughs> at Very their cool, expense, aren't they? of course. They're really cool. And what did you have there? I got the cedar plank salmon. How was that? And it was really good. They they served it with baby kale, some green beans, and some red potatoes. I love red potatoes. <laughs> and so uh, so, so I had far, your best uh, Parker uh, wine from here in California. Like I've tasted all the time, but it's it's weird when you put a wine glass to your nose and like that. That's the dirt in Santa Barbara County. <laughs> How am I tr- instantly transported to the other side of the country? <laughs> yeah, I wish the flight was that quick, right? Oh, yeah. That's always four hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> it doesn't seem bad, though. It, it's six hours. No, it really is, especially the, if it's at night and if you're old like us and you could sleep on a plane. Yeah, well, I can sleep <laughs> as long as it don't move. As soon as it starts moving, I'm not doing good. Yeah, we had a little bit of turbulence, but no one was screaming or nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, because it's six hours to California from here. I don't know how. I think. Yeah, out of Newark, I've done that one. New New York, Newark to LAX is about six. Yep. Yeah, six hours. So, because we've looked at the Disneyland trip a few times, we might surprise you, Robbie, and show up out there. <laughs> that would be so fun. I just hope it's so hard to get reservations at Napa Rose, but you would love that restaurant. It's right. a, it's, it's, there's no hoity toity there. It's just local ingredients. Uh, they, they, they do on the menu what you don't like, though. They've got the sustainable fish of the day and the market select fish of the day because they don't know what it is to the morning of and they printed the, the menus the day before. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> mind if it changes, but I hate when they tell you it's a sustainable fish and it's the same fish, the tilapia or something. Stupid oh, like yeah. That. Yeah. That's bad news. Yeah. Because I told you the tilapia, they say, is worse for you than steak. Yeah, there's a there, you'll freak out at Disneyland if you ever go there because every restaurant serves something different, and the hotels serve stuff that's different. Where at Disney World to economize, I never ever tell you the story about the chocolate croissant. No, <laughs> I went to Gasparilla Grill, and I picked up a chocolate croissant and I got some coffee, and I was going to go over to Magic Kingdom. I wanted to see the new Fantasyland, mm-hmm. so I go to Gaston's Tavern. And I'm thinking, I know they don't serve booze in here, right? Okay. But I saw the exact same chocolate croissant. I'm like, okay, we're not in Kansas anymore. No, they, that, that chocolate croissant's over at Port Orleans Riverside. It's everywhere now. <laughs> now, I, that's the biggest thing I do miss about the way Disney World used to be, too. They had more authentic dishes to everywhere. Like, every place had its own menu. Now, a lot of the menus have all become orchestrated to be the same. Yeah, sort of warehoused from the same central location. Or Port the same had to deliver all the goods to all those loca- that one location. <laughs> well, you did get to see our buddy John. How was that meeting him on the bus? Well, the whole motivation of that, besides he, he told me what bus he was on, but I, I killed two birds with one stone. Well, actually three, because I have to do Geyser Point every trip. So I went to Geyser Point. Geyser Point got a. Uh, a uh, chicken sandwich and a couple of beers went over to Boulder Ridge because I had to see the only two cars, Walt's backyard railroad that I've never seen before. Okay. Because they have one car at, at the Walt's barn over in Griffith Park in LA. The rest of the train is up at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. But I'd never seen the two cars that were there. So I finally found that. And that's just a 
few feet from the bus stop and the first bus that arrived was john's bus <laughs> that is awesome it was probably really cool to catch up with him right it was didn't have that much time didn't want to distract him while i was driving i guess i could have stood next to him and grabbed a pole and said hey john how's your day been going but yeah. i'm like i i didn't feel comfortable doing that he probably would enjoy it though <laughs> now, all kidding aside how is he as a bus driver is he okay very safe Mer he merged like no California driver would, politely. <laughs> Actually looked before moving. Yeah, I watched every movie made. Well, I mean, it's just a hunter. Uh, he got an A-plus in my book. Yeah, well, <laughs> speaking of John, thanks for what you did for him. We really, you know, it was nice that you chipped in, did a little fun for Johnny. And if any of you's heard, we're, you know, there's a GoFundMe page for our buddy John because of what him and Lisa are going through. So if you got a couple extra spare nickels or dimes, go over to our Twitter account and, Help our buddy John out, our wonderful buddy Robbie here did, and we really appreciate that, Robbie. Yeah, I I, told, I, I sent a DM to John. I said, that's a little money that I will not throw away in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But Lisa is absolutely wonderful. I She's the favorite of all yous. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> because when I met her in Germany, uh, her and John and I had, had a beer in Germany, and we, we met, and it was fun. But one thing that, that really impressed me about Lisa is that she found out I lived near Disneyland. I'm a Disney person like all of us. Mm -hmm. And she asked, she had a genuine interest in, oh, do you go to the parks all the time? How often? Um, it's like 15 miles away. Oh, that's so cool. Tell me more about it, what it's like. She had a genuine interest in other people. Yes. And the folks, so many folks in the world are just like, well, they don't know how to, how to be interested in others, you know? And mm -hmm. it, it was real cool meeting her and, uh, just a great person and i hope she has a wonderful recovery and has the best of care and all our thoughts and prayers are with her obviously because yeah, we love her she's great <laughs> yeah she's a sweetheart so we really appreciated that and it kind of made me feel good because i'll say this like i don't know do you listen to many podcasts other than ours i do i won't admit it but yes, yes. i do you're okay. number one though Oh, thank you. You're I know, and you could just say that because you're on here. I appreciate it. I know you love us. No, no, seriously. During COVID, you know, uh, I I used to listen to, your, to the show. I'd wait till you know Monday, listen to a little of it, listen to Lou Mangello. Like, oh, that's too sweet. Let's go back to the sour. It's like a bad <laughs> lemonade. I don't like sweet tea. I like lights lemon in my tea. So let's go back to Doug. Okay. But now since COVID, as soon as you drop the show. I got to listen to the show. Well, that's I don't I, wait till Monday anymore. <laughs> I appreciate that so much, but like, like we we when I told me and John to, to you know for him to put that up the whole nine yards, I have never and you could say this since this show's started, I've never we've never asked for anything, never asked no. for anybody to do nothing for us. I listen to other podcasts; they're commercial the entire show. Am I wrong? Pretty much. I mean, it's it's either an advertisement for a travel company. Or it's a motivational speaker, yes. Or some other business, uh, or we're or we're brought to you by something else. Yeah, and I know mine starts <laughs> off with the couple I have, but you could you know right where to go. I don't trick you with anything. You get what I'm saying? I'm not right. constantly during the show, and I listen to others that go to break, like not even just Disney podcasts. I'm talking about I listen to all kind of podcasts to get through my day, and yeah. and. Some of them will have so many commercials, I, I start yelling at it. I have to literally grab the phone to fast forward through it to hit the 30 second button constantly. Yeah, right. So, so when we did this, I didn't feel guilty at all for, I, I, I was like, you know, this is something that we could actually do for you, John, because we've never asked for anything the entire time we've done this show. So 
Yeah. I, and John, John has done a lot of volunteer hours. Yes. Keeping the show afloat. You know, you, you used to have a huge crew of folks that were coming in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So John's, you know, me and him's like brothers now and, and I really appreciate him doing it. And, you know, I get my trips and stuff like that. I book here and there, but it's for the most part, we do this show out of love, believe it or not. I wouldn't, as much as everybody thinks I complain, the reason I complain, like I say a million times, you love your children, you complain, am I wrong? It, you you yeah. complain about what you care about the most. Yeah, and, and like you said about three shows ago, you complain about stuff that doesn't affect you because you care about them. Yes. I, a, I lot don't, of the, a lot of the things you complain about are stuff that you probably will never face no. because you're not a family of five. No, <laughs> and, and I get discounts on my tickets and... Me and Brenda yeah. don't have to do. I I I like Rise of the Resistance. I like other rides, but if I don't get on it, that ain't gonna make or break my trip. <laughs> and I always cheat by doing solo trips or bringing a Disneyland cast member with me, yeah. aka a human coupon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they told me most of them tell me, "Oh, we don't mind that when you call me a human coupon, just buy me dinner." Yes, there you go. Well, is there an ADR available at Nap at uh, at uh, uh, Victoria and Alberts? <laughs> no, no, there's not. Uh, I found out. I found out that uh, they have in behind the counter at Victoria and Alberts. There's a closet with jackets, okay. and my buddy's suit fit him better than mine does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you uh, yeah. you met John at Geyser Point. You enjoyed the trip there. How was your? Uh, so you did get to do a little uh, flower and garden too. How did you like? Uh, yeah. You have to admit, living with the land was better with the captains, the skippers, wasn't it? I had never experienced that. I've seen a few videos, but they're very short clips, you know, bad quality camcorder stuff. Oh, dude, that <laughs> so I was, never personally experienced it. No, nah, it's a shame then. I can't ar even argue with you about that or make you want to love it. But you, I know you, Robbie, as much as you love Disney, you would have loved that so much more because you could actually interact. And like, it was so awesome to watch the little kids on the boat and everybody ask questions. And as you yeah, and you can rewrite it, it, and it's a different experience, sort of like Kilimanjaro Safari is, yes, right? Every I'm so scared time. they're going to make that a, a thing where we. Did I tell you um, that we on American Airlines when you're flying instead of the uh, in the stu the I almost said stewardess. Sorry, everyone. You can say stewardess, <laughs> flight attendant. The, the cabin steward uh, uh, or flight attendant, excuse me, would get on and they would deliver the safety spiel and tell you about the aircraft. Now it's a recording. Mm, it's very sad. It's so and sad. I'm like, and immediately what I thought of, what if Kilimanjaro Safari was just a recording? Well, if the if the buses, <laughs> if they ever drive by themselves, then we're in serious trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could get the Elon Musk to uh, sponsor the attraction. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they would ever do, yeah. I don't think they would ever do that because of, I think those, they, I think the drivers having to talk about it keeps them on their toes, if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It keeps them up and alert and into the ride. I think if they ever stop talking, you you might find one sleeping driving through there when they park. <laughs> so it kind of, I know, I know. It, 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 you're so used to recorded voices putting you to sleep on yeah. things, right? <laughs> Did you ever do that at Night Kilimanjaro Safari? As they change the subject? Yes, you, and I took your advice. And what was great, I didn't get to hear the lions roar. But they did have the Epcot, uh, the Star Wars fireworks going. And every one of those lions, I think there were two males and two females, were facing towards the fireworks, just looking intently at them. 
it was so cute like they were watching television <laughs> isn't that awesome but isn't it a different experience you kind of feel oh it is it gives you a feeling like you're doing something bad like you shouldn't be there am i wrong it's like, yeah, like it's an eerie it's a different feeling it's a great feeling it's beautiful i love it but it has like you feel like you're you're trespassing or something. Am I, you well, know what I'm saying? To me, it felt unsafe. I was like, yeah. is a cheetah going to jump on the back of this thing? <laughs> you know, it's a night. They can sneak around. There's no lights out here. <laughs> yeah, but it totally changes the ride, doesn't it? Yeah, I I was I I I, I was thinking of doing that again, but I mean, I only had five days. It was yeah. like that. I miss Slinky Dog too. It was always 110 minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a shame. But like we said, it isn't. You you're like me. You'd rather 110 minutes or go to the Brown Derby and grab some sliders and a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, definitely. Or like I did at Hollywood Studios when I realized I wasn't going to get on Sleeky Dog, straight to Baseline Tap House. There you go. And <laughs> I love go. watching the people from the East drinking the West Coast uh, IPAs that are sort of like you're gnawing on uh, rosemary from oh, the garden. Okay. And they didn't like the bitterness in it. And they, oh, I was just enjoying that so much because I love those IPAs. You know and, <laughs> and what was your infatuation with mullets on this trip? <laughs> we don't get them in Disneyland anymore. It's not the 90s. And, you, you know, like it, it was just hilarious. I know you, you said you used to have one. Oh, I rocked the mullet when I met my wife. It was, uh, it was sad. It was all She's those REO talking. Speedwagon songs you listened to on MTV, right? Yes. It, I had I rocked the serious mullet. I had the hair halfway down my back with the sides cut short. You know that deal. But anyway, I digressed like three times. So I should tell you what I had at the Flower and Garden, right? Yes, that's what I was getting to. So what okay. did you enjoy? After I picked on Living with the Lamb, but... Yeah, you would have enjoyed, not picked on, but you would have loved these skippers. It, they were awesome. Yeah. It would really well, I did ride it three times this trip, I was, and I was very proud of myself. Most of the Disneyland cast members I've gone with, they always say, that's my favorite attraction in the, on property, living with the land. And, and before you got, before I got you, uh, before you give me your dining reviews on Flower Girl, how did you like Ratatouille? Did, is it the first yeah, time you did Yeah, that was the reason I went to Epcot, and I went there first thing in the morning with a lightning, lightning lane, and just got right on it was wonderful i i love the smell of the bread throughout the whole thing and uh it was just a lot of fun it, it exceeded my expectations by a mile because everyone says awesome. you know that was the predecessor to rise of the resistance and i'm thinking well this will be a disappointment because you know obviously rise came later but the trackless vehicles just gave them so many imagineering tricks like let's go under this things that only a rat would see <laughs> yeah that that's incredible brenda can't wait to do it that's that's oh she's gonna love it yeah she can't wait that's the one that's the one piece of cheese that i got in front of her to get her back down there again yeah so you know it's, as long as she doesn't mind like uh star tours because the uh, there are a lot of people are visually they will get you know the the uh, motion sickness from it okay but the vehicle actually doesn't move in, in, in a periodic fashion, you know, like seasick people usually experience, you know. Yeah. So well, I, well, I like think I'm that, hearing uh, about the new Guardians of the Galaxy. That one scares me because I barely make it through Forbidden Journey okay. and Universal. Okay. So how was the food in, at, at Flower Garden? Yeah, Flower and Garden, it was it was like 100 degrees. So I realized uh, like half halfway through the day, I've been drinking water all day. I haven't even had one beer, but the food was great. I, the morning I tried when I left Ratatouille, of course, the line was around the block for the, uh, the creperie. So I was like, nope, not going to do that. And then I, uh, you know, I, 
I ducked around a few places and I'm like, I'm just going to go start my, uh, my chowing around the world here with the food, food. I almost said food and wine. <laughs> um, I got the potato pancake in Germany. That made a nice little breakfast with the caramelized ham. That's, it's, it's not the uh, foo-foo-ish, but it's always very good. It's a, it's, that was the closest it, thing to breakfast I could think of. <laughs> yeah, and that it, it, it's always it's, I've never had it. It was never been bad. If you get what I'm saying, it's always hits the spot. Yeah, and I'd heard a review. I don't I don't know if it was the Mickey dudes or what, but I went over to Test Track, wrote it with a my other Lightning Lane, and uh, there it was where the Bison ribeye was. Uh huh. Last month, I, I was there two weeks too late, uh, but I did like the barbecued seared pork turn tenderloin with a summer succotash or butter you know grapefruit grapefruit vinaigrette <laughs> that was pretty good um but i really wanted the bison ribeye <laughs> yeah yeah well everybody uh, i think during flower and garden because me and brenda got every time we go i roam over to those booths and they always have some of the best food at the festival and everybody yeah. forgets they're back there i think because it's never crowded Right, and and there's they, they think the booths are just around the World Showcase. They don't think to go over to Test Track or over by the Imagination Pavilion. That's where the really good stuff is. Yeah, they <laughs> especially if you get there early before it's reason. in the chafing gear, or getting overcooked. Right. <laughs> so, did you like the seared pork tenderloin? Yes, I did. It was it was a it it, it made up for my disappointment. Still okay. wanted the bison ribeye, yeah. but I looked at the menu and I headed over to uh, to get the seared velasco salmon. Okay. Um, that's over by by Imagination Pavilion, and that was really good. You just you just have to not mind like uh, if you don't like quinoa, you're probably not going to like the farro risotto because it's sort of a nutty grain that they have under it instead of using rice. Well, Brenda would love that. I would like it. Brenda would like it more than me, though. As I um, I like quinoa. She'll she'll even make that here sometimes. She'll do either yeah. one of them. And uh, I mean, it's sort of dry. You're like wanting to drink something after. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the idea of that is to offset it with something that is uh, liquidy. If you get what I'm saying, that'll absorb it. Yeah. You know, you yeah, got to counterbalance it. Yeah, you got to counterbalance it. So mm-hmm. if, if the salmon's cooked right and it's moist the way it should be, and when you cut a salmon, if it's cooked properly, that would it would offset each other very well because it would kind of like give a little crust to the salmon as each bite. Yep, definitely. Yeah. And, and you know, and one weird thing about Epcot, and you were sure right, <laughs> without the cultural rep- representatives there, it was like going to a mall that was sort of themed for the different countries, but. There's all these Americans running around, yeah. <laughs> claiming and, to work there. <laughs> yeah, it's just not the same. With, hey Joey, get the pizza for her. You know, what I mean, it's just not the same. It, you want to have the the whole interaction, like at my Rose and Crown Pub, because you did go there for a drink, didn't you? That was when I realized I've been drinking water all day. I should have at least one Boddington. <laughs> oh, there you go. But it, so that's it, what I did. I had it, one beer. <laughs> like I like all the girls and guys out front at the Major D. Uh, checking people in and talking to you and interacting with you and none of that's there and it, it's sad yeah it changes the whole aspect of world showcase yeah so i mean i i couldn't i didn't even want to go in the stores after i brought i mean i did the grand fiesta tour because i think that's cuter than hell yeah. i love i love the way they brought back the mickey mouse review characters because a friend of mine was traveling with me and it was like halfway through the trip and said uh, have you heard that the Mickey Mouse review characters from Tokyo have been shipped to Epcot and set up 
you know, in that one scene um, as the three, three caballeros. And I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> said, no, come on. I'll bet you. That's awesome. Not and like- I wrote it. That was the first day. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, me me and Brenda's always loved that ride. I and I'm one of the few people. Have you ever eaten in that in the restaurant there? Yes, yes, I have. I like the chicken enchiladas. Okay, yeah, at the, the San Angel Inn. The, yeah, the San Angelo Inn, I call it. But I have never. We we've eaten there many a times. I've never had a bad meal there. I'm not saying like it's the greatest food I've ever had, but it's always it's always good but the atmosphere there i think that's one of the most beautiful buildings i've ever seen inside that it's yeah. just so gorgeous yeah. and relaxing and the minute you walk in you're transported aren't you it's like the eastern version of the blue bayou yeah well yeah yeah <laughs> and you can and, order the tequila from the tequila place there yeah they have a lot they have a nice tequila list <laughs> yeah. and it's awesome like when the mariachi band's playing inside i have never heard that Oh, they'll stand over by St. Angelo's Inn between that and the, and the and the and the boat ride, and they'll sing there. They have three. They usually have like four mariachi band playing, and it's so fabulous. Oh man, that is beautiful. I, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, cause all like you'll be in the whole. I call it the pepper market in there. That whole area, the market, mm-hmm. and the yeah. whole market will be full. I literally, Robbie. I bet you ten to fifteen times I've been in there with them singing. It is phenomenal. Oh, that's cool. It's one of our favorite things. It's so awesome, too, when you're down to dinner. You're sitting at your table eating dinner. The boats are going by and the mariachi band's playing. It's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So you have to look for them when they're in there next time. That, that would be great. I think that's the penalty for always starting on the uh, Canada side and going counterclockwise. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, sad but true. I do the same thing most of the time myself. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah, Lou, Lou, Lou Ma- Jello Mexico and you go clockwise. Oh, whatever. <laughs> well, I've always, I've bet you if I've been around World Showcase two thousand times, I've gone uh, right to left counterclockwise nineteen hundred ninety eight times, Robbie. I always go. Oh boy. Yeah, we always go counterclockwise. We always have. I walk down to the Twins, which I call those two stores, and bang a right every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. drawn to Canada and my moose head. And my Canadian Molson. <laughs> That's cool. So they're 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 my. It's nice to have a favorite at the first place you arrive at. <laughs> oh yeah, That's exactly where I go. I get a moosehead or a Canadian Molson, one or the other. So, did you have anything else to eat there? No, that was that was the extent of things because I had an ADR over at Topolino's Terrace. Okay. That's where the real shenanigans began. So how was that? <laughs> I had I realized I hadn't had any green vegetables or anything all week. So I'm like, I'm going to get the pear and endive salad with the prosciutto. Oh, it was so good. It had a Roquefort cheese mousse. And even if you don't like blue cheese, you've got to try this stuff because it's so good that when my server came to take my plate, when I finished the salad, I had some left. I said, you have to excuse me. I need to take some of this fresh break bread and put it in this this uh sort of a it's a white it looks like shaving cream oh that's <laughs> but it's like it but it's like a really uh, a really frothy sort of a blue cheese oh it's so good i was just dabbling my bread in there and she said i'd do the same thing if i were you <laughs> well uh, it sounds awesome and the thing is uh, a lot of people don't like a lot of things that you don't like straight up but when they're made differently i always yeah. try it i'm never gonna say yeah. i don't you know what i mean i don't like it because the the way you pair it with something else or mix it with something else, you you don't know what the flavors are going to end up being. 
Yeah, I used to hate blue cheese until I was uh, I went to a wine bar that served a charcuterie board. And what they would do is they would serve this really dense blue cheese that you could spread on toast and they give you some raw honey, you know, the kind that still has the wax with it. Yeah. Spread that on top of it and they sort of counteract each other. The bitterness of the blue cheese gets sort of melded with the sweetness of the uh, honey and it's, it's just beautiful the way it works together. And so that's how I learned to eat blue cheese. <laughs> how do you like the Riviera Resort? Oh my gosh. It, it the uh, Topolino's is wonderful. Oh, and by the way, I got the rigatoni. Lou Mangello was right. <laughs> yeah, well, the man knows food. I will give him that. That is right. But the, but looking down at the pool from the top, I felt like I was staying at a like a airport Marriott. There's been a lot of that that I've heard that like some of the other people like that's been on the show and stuff like that because they're they won't ever say anything bad about it. Love it. But I have heard a lot of reviews that it it that's what i've heard it it's not over the top themed at all either yeah and of course after dinner i met up with dvc mary and that's when the party started oh she's a sweetheart huh it, we went at the bar there and uh, had some wine and uh uh did you get the pictures we sent yes i did yes i did <laughs> that's awesome. and then she's like and she's like have you been she we were sort of agreeing about the the nature of the resort and how there has to be something better. And she says, well, have you been to the Dahlia lounge yet? Oh, We're nice. going. And we went straight. Well, we didn't, you can't go straight there. You have to take the uh, Skyliner to Hollywood studios, then hop a bus to get there. And so we went to, went to the tower and that was just night and day. Oh, the awesome. theming on that Grandestino Tower is amazing. They've got the weird – I worked at the, the Wells Fargo uh, office building. they got the same elevators. You know, where you choose your floor, it tells you what elevator to get in. You just trust it to go to the right floor. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, we went up to the Dahlia Lounge, and the view up there is just amazing. And, of course, I, I love the wine lists. Uh, the cocktails looked interesting, too. Didn't stay that long, but it was beautiful. It's a place. It's like a nomad lounge in the sky. Yeah, we love the. Uh, like, I feel bad for our buddy Bob, and Mary is great. I'm glad you got to hang out with her. She's a, you know, she's really sweet to the show, also. And uh, I, I've Bob is so sad that they they messed with his Coronado Springs because that was his hidden gem. And now that they built the tower and all the changes and all, he's yeah. still a little upset about going back there, but. I think that Grand Destinino Tower absolutely looks gorgeous. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I, I could like imagine like area. someone erect, erecting a tower in the middle of Caribbean Beach or something and how out of place that would be if you're used to staying closer to the ground and yeah. not having a sight line of a skyscraper next to your your. Uh, yeah, well, that's what he's a little upset place. about because it's like school to yeah. him. But like I said to uh, John, and I've said it on the show, if uh, Riverside decided to put some up between the two resorts, I wouldn't be opposed to it if it added to the resort, if you get what I'm saying. But it yeah. would kind of take away the sight lines of all that, too. So I kind of get it because if they uh, ruined my little boat ride down the Sascoola, that would break my heart. But if they built something oh, me too. off in the distance and it blended in, I'd be okay with it. But they better get some tall-ass trees to just camouflage it a little bit right well you know dvc mary one thing she told me is that i have to stay at port orleans riverside because if it's a must do for every true walt disney world fan because 
you really should. And I had yeah. the bad experience the, the, the one of the times back with the the dust and stuff. The room wasn't filthy. It was just not what you're paying for. Like, I don't know about you, Rob. Yeah. If you checked in your room and there was tags up on the shelf, you'd, you'd be a little upset, wouldn't you? Or, or someone else's clothes in the drawers. Yes. I've had every experience like that. Not at Disney yet, thank goodness, yeah. so far. <laughs> Ours was the tags on top of the counter and the coffee maker was covered in dust. I mean, come on. Oh, should... actually, I'm wrong. That happened at Boardwalk one time. Yeah, we had a, like a whole bureau full of children's clothes. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it's just not right. And then we opened up the refrigerator and there was some food left. And nothing was spoiled or whatever, but it was from the yeah. people. But that should never happen. But yeah. when I tell you, Rob, I'll send you over some morning pictures. There's not a more beautiful resort in the morning, in my opinion, than Riverside. And the reason being is because, and you know, I've talked on the show. I, I like to stay as far away from the main building as possible because yeah. one of my working all year dreams to do every year when I get down there is wake up in the morning, Brenda gets in the shower, and then I take the journey to get our food. And walking over the bridges, because there's multiple bridges that go over the water there, the waterway there. Right. And, and when you look down the water with the sun coming up and that that stream there's not a, a a ripple in it robbie i mean it's a sheet of glass you actually oh, see the great. you actually see the shade and the buildings in the water it is that beautiful in the morning and the birds the sun's coming up the birds are you understand it's just it's just my happy place and i know my friends like the treehouse villas for the same reason you wake up and it's just still water yes <laughs> yes and and you would love it what's nice about it too is you kind of feel it's so quiet. It's it, you're secluded. Right. You kind of feel like you can decompress when you're staying there. If you get what I'm saying, you you would love yeah. it. Even if you did a split stay one time, Rob. Yeah, that's know, uh, that's been suggested by my friends a couple of times. Like the next time we go out there, try two nights at uh, Port Orleans and then go to Boardwalk where you used to go. <laughs> yeah, it was split stay, and you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. They'll transfer oh, your bags one, for you. One thing that made me think of you, and I almost forgot to mention it, you mentioned Only going out and getting thing, breakfast Robbie? in the morning. Only one oh, no, thing? this is the one that will... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare for for a rant. Oh, Fasten your seatbelts, oh, please. <laughs> Keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Yes. Gasparilla Grill. I, I went in there. Pretty good quick service. Always has been, except for the same old chocolate croissant. Mm -hmm. And I, I walk in there, and there's all these people, cast members, and they're all making food and putting out bags of things. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Mobile ordering exists, but help. Oh, help. No, no, no. A cast member looks at me and says, oh, we're mobile order only. Oh, my head would have exploded, Rob. <laughs> I mean, how is that even possible? I had to... I walked out of the room so I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Because I sort of had a mini Doug inner rant that was going to come out. <laughs> I got on the app and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get the, okay, the croissant sandwich thing and the coffee. Yeah, I would. I walked back in because it said my order was ready. Here you go. And I got, I got the Disney magic then, but uh, I didn't get the memo about <laughs> mobile no. order only. I wonder no. how many other quick services are like that. No, it, that's stupid and sad. <laughs> if you ask my opinion, there, there's no reason for that. Like, so, and I'm not being smart. What if my mother-in-law would have been there or, you know, or you're, you know, an, yeah. an elderly person, what, what you just don't eat. 
I mean, it's just stupid. It's wrong. What's odd that because they have the refrigerators with like uh, YooHoo drinks and and chocolate milk and things for the kids, and orange yeah. juice. They had to have someone behind the register so that people could spontaneously grab whatever juice container they want or a Coke and yeah. pay for it there. She was there for them. <laughs> no, no, that that like or even like my brother Don, I, you know, tomato. I mean, he's not, he don't want to be tech savvy. He lives in his world. Like, why can't he have what he wants? You get what I'm saying? He has an iPhone yeah. and all, but he don't, he don't know how to use it to its full extent. He don't want to know. He has yeah. it because he has to have it. But <laughs> it's just, it's bull crap. Like, what if, what if you just want to also just be tech free for the week, Rob? Some people yeah. want to do that too. Like, I just want to go in a god darn restaurant buy food like what when the hell do you need to have to have a computer to buy food yeah i, I just think it's wrong and i think it's oh, stupid. what if your battery on your phone is yes. dead? you forgot to charge it so you got to go back to your room charge your phone so you can order yes. quick service from the place it, it's just stupid <laughs> it should never be that way and and the problem is it's the same thing as lightning lane and everything else we allow them to do it yeah that's why like i said when i go to my target they literally They'll see me and they'll open up registers sometimes. Yeah. Because I'm not doing it. And they got tired of asking me. It's just, I don't understand it. Like, what are we going to not have? Not, we're all going to be Wally, Rob. We're all going to be Wally. That's what yeah. it's going to end up being. In our little chairs uh, that take us from place to place to something's already been predictably mobile ordered uh, two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That's one reason that people always criticize. Why do you get so many ADRs? That's expensive. I need to know I'm going to have at least one meal a day because if, if you show up at the park and you don't order your lunch by nine o'clock, you may not eat till three. <laughs> no, you might not. You might not. So I Especially if you don't like going to the bars or the lounges. <laughs> no. Well, they're the hidden gems. They're the places to be anymore. Oh, they certainly are. I mean, you know it's a beautiful place and that they love having you back. When the servers themselves take nap napkins and they go, here's my personal phone number. Next time you're in town, let me know, and I'll let you know what days I'm working. There you go. <laughs> and where. I mean, like my server, Sheila, she works at the um, at the uh, hangar bar over across from Wine Bar George when she's not at the uh, Grand Floridian uh, working at the uh, – What's the new Meisner's called? <laughs> uh, well, what is it? Enchanted the, Rose. Yes, the Rose. Yes. <laughs> When I think of Sheila, I always think of Meisner's because she's just a special lady well, from Norman. She has all these wonderful stories. <laughs> yeah, it can always be uh, the Meisner's to you, Robbie. It should be. Oh, yeah, it, it always will be. I'll never think of it as the Enchanted Rose. I really won't. So so I've got another question for you. Have you been to Steakhouse 71 yet? No, I have not, but I've not heard good things about it. Well, I hear that the hamburger is really good. Okay. Yeah. Well, but it's on the lunch. It, more more people associate that with that with the lunch menu. Um, the service there is wonderful. Uh, the staff is so supportive, and they ask you that wonderful question: "Is your steak cooked to your liking?" And I'm like, I sliced it up. Like, That's medium. It's not medium rare. Oh, jeez. And of course, they were like, "Oh, I'll get a manager." I'm like, well, don't, "Calm down. It, it's okay. I'm not. I'm not a Karen." Yeah. Runs away. Goes to the manager. Sends it back comes back and every time they remake the asparagus side that i had i just feel bad well could you just leave the asparagus i could snack on it for the next two tries <laughs> no that that that's sad i mean i know tommy and judith had a problem there too 
Oh, I mean, that's too bad. They didn't like they didn't have a problem with the cast members or anything. It just the same thing with Robbie. I I mean the same thing with Tommy. I think he waited forever and then it still yeah. wasn't right or something like that. It was I'm glad it, I didn't have other plans that evening, right? <laughs> and, and we had a problem too before that closed with the wave at the end. So I don't know if it's been a total yeah. transformation of crap because that broke my heart when my uh, Florida Eggs Benedict was ruined. Yeah, mine came back hard poached, and I I like the soft poach. It's, if it doesn't run down the side and blend in with the hollandaise, it's not a poached egg, right? On top of your eggs, Benedict. <laughs> no, and mine, the problem I had with mine was is it just didn't taste the same. It was like something was wrong with the hollandaise sauce. Like, And I even asked Brenda, like, is this – she was that ain't that is nowhere near the same recipe it was like pete warner says they put it in a flavor vacuum or something like that right <laughs> yeah there was something wrong with it. It, it like it it let me put it i couldn't even finish it it tasted that bad but i didn't send it back or i just felt bad for the because we yeah. had a guy that was our waiter was having a horrible day he was spilling stuff yeah. everywhere it was like everybody was overwhelmed me and Brenda yeah. got it was so bad that me and Brenda got to the point where it became comical. If you get what I'm like, what's going to happen next here? That that's when I get the tips out. It's because I know that everyone is doing their best and they're trying to serve you, and they know what they're doing. It's just that the people that are around them, the kitchen staff, maybe it's a new person behind the grill or whatever. Yes, but it's <laughs> and I get I did get a free dinner at the, <laughs> the Steakhouse Seventy One. The manager's like, three strikes free meal you can have free dessert too and i was like no i'm i'm good no and you're <laughs> so not, late i'm not hungry for dessert <laughs> and you're not asking for that like you know i've talked about even like the bonefish on this show that me and brenda it's yeah. one of our places we like to go you, do you have bonefish out in california it's it's probably a lot like our california fish grill okay. where they they grill the fish to order yeah and they have like three sides you can get like a kale slaw uh, uh coleslaw uh, and they have the fried fish options. It's just a small menu. Yeah. And they tell you which fish on the menu is fresh and which is from a farm. <laughs> yeah, the, the bonefish here, it's a, it's a franchise. They're up and down the East Coast, but it's like it, they, they're privately owned, so they're, they're they, the guy really cares about the place up here. But I felt bad. Like, we got the pot stickers the la a few times ago. I don't know mm -hmm. what happened. Robbie, they were so salty, I couldn't even eat my meal. I ate one of them, and it like to totally turned my stomach because there was so much. You ever are you you ever get where you're hungry and you take a quick grab it and take a bite, and I yep. swallowed it, and next thing I know, it was like half the salt shaker was in it. I, I me and Brenda, I oh. barely use salt on anything. It totally ruined my whole meal. I didn't even want to eat my entree now, and I felt bad. Like he gave us a free meal, like you get back before yeah. this and all. But I even feel guilty about that because I'm not trying to get that. I just wanted – he ended up tasting them, and they were like, oh, my God. They felt horrible about it. But, yeah. y y like, you're not trying – I don't know how people do – like, there's certain people that go out there trying to get free meals, if you get what I'm saying. I don't even yeah, know how they do it because I even felt bad when mine was horrible, if you get what I'm saying. And I know that's yeah. how you probably felt. Yeah. Well, that happened to me at Boathouse one time. I did not read the menu thoroughly like I should have. Mm -hmm. They had a mahi-mahi that if you read the ingredients in order, I was just hungry. And I thought mahi mahi sounded great. Mm -hmm. I cannot stand blackened anything. Mm -hmm. And that's what they brought me. And I'm like reading the menu going, oh, they just wouldn't want to put the word blackened on it. No, no. no <laughs> I didn't complain. I ate my fish, but I'm like, I'm going to read menus better from now on. 
Yeah, well, even if you read them sometimes, you're still an idiot. Like me and John talk yeah. about with the fish stew that we get with the coconut <laughs> in it, the curry. And I hate it. And I, I, I don't know. I, I've oh, at Yak and Yeti, for, was it? Where you got that? I've done it at the Yak and Yeti. And then I went and did it again at uh, over at, uh, what's the name of the one over by uh, the Jungle Cruise, uh, Skipper's Canteen? Yeah. They have something yeah. kind of like it on the menu. And what happens to me is I see every fish and scallop and everything I love, but I forget to read the coconut uh, sauce, if you get what I'm saying, that. That 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 saffron or whatever they you know what I'm talking about right yeah and I'll forget I don't see any of that all I see is oh seven different kind of seafood I love and then I oh, get, yeah. I get the curry is what I'm trying to say and when yeah. it comes in that curry sauce I can't stand any of it and I oh I like it because I, I like Thai food and stuff like that oh you know what it is cilantro yeah or coriander because that's the seed of the cilantro yeah yeah I don't and it's weird I don't mind coriander but I can't stand cilantro ain't that weird yeah. Yeah, Doug, I know a winemaker you'd love. Uh, he has a master's degree in viticulture and enology. So he knows everything about the chemistry of wine and farming of wine. And anyone that comes into his tasting room has never had wine from the Rhone. Because most people have never heard of Marsan, Roussan, Cinso. They've heard of Syrah. Okay. So what he asks them is, "What? how do you have your coffee in the morning? <laughs> and if they say coffee black, you'll say, all right, here's a bottle of Tanat. Have a taste of that. Or if they say, I like my coffee with lots of cream, he'll give them a Rousse song, which is a lot like a, a very buttery Chardonnay. Uh, because my, different palates are different, right? Yes, my <laughs> wife would love him too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is a, yeah. His name's Larry Schaefer, Tercero Wines. I'll give him a plug because he just had his uh, first, first baby with his new girlfriend, and they're having a lot of fun. He put a sign on his tasting room that says, Sorry, uh, our, my baby is coming in a few minutes. So well, I can't be here. <laughs> well, congratulations. I hope everything is going wonderfully for you guys. Yeah, he's, he's a fun guy. But anyway, um, here, let me read a menu item off of a mystery menu, and I want you to see if you're, you get fooled like I did. Okay. <clears throat> my best, my best uh, Thurston Howell impression. Okay. Key West rock shrimp, hearts of palm, petite lettuces, yuzu, avocado, and jicama. What do you think is in that appetizer? Mm. <laughs> you got me stumped. What is in that appetizer, Robbie? Well, I was real. It's the one fish item I had not had all week was shrimp. Okay. And so when I saw this thing that said Key West Rock Shrimp, I thought that looked wonderful. So I said, oh, I'll have that for the appetizer. It was a multi-course tasting menu. Got the premium wines and the whole, whole, whole bit. And what restaurant they, was this at? Well, I'll, I'll give you. California you'll, Grill? You'll guess it because you've seen my Instagram. California They bring Grill? me a plate full of, of lettuce. Oh, you guessed it right off. The California Grill? Yes. I get and then when I put that shrimp on my fork and put it on Instagram and say, when they say shrimp, they're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean – and what is going on with that? Because you're not being charged that shrimp price for that shrimp. You're being charged for jumbo shrimp. Well, it says Key West Rock Shrimp. And it just sounded like a serious, maybe a prawn. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's a bunch of little shrimp. But that little tiny thing. Um, yeah. No, that was, and then, that was wrong. I, I think I remember seeing that now. I think yeah, you, I was, remember the picture out there. It was on the Instagram. Yeah, I put it on Twitter too. And but the weird, the fun thing that you would have loved 
is that one of their managers came up to me and says, oh, how is your meal so far? I said, you mean this? And I showed her the little shrimp on the fork. And what did she say? And I, and I, and I told her what had happened at uh, Steakhouse 71. Um, and she says, oh, don't worry. We'll get your filet mignon done perfectly the first time. I couldn't choose what steak I wanted because that was the only one that was on the official tasting menu. The, the five, it was the, uh, what are they called? The 50th, oh, I forget the name of the, the menu. But it sounded great. They brought me a filet mignon that was a half inch thick. So it was a it was a hamburger patty. Well, it was sort of like a hamburger patty, and it reminded me of those uh, commercials that uh, Jack Klugman used to do in the seventies for Steakum. Oh Jesus Christmas! <laughs> but it was cooked perfectly. It was perfect medium rare. It was just the the usual size of a filet mignon, but just like a quarter height. <laughs> well, what it, what it seems like to me is the two bobs. We're visiting yeah. the parks and said it's too thick, so they sliced the flaming yawn in half, and it came out like a pork chop. Robbie needs to watch his waistline, so let's help him by making his steak extra thin. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that is, I, I, it's sad, but who knows? They might have cut that in half. Yeah, I, I don't know, and I, I don't know about the scallops, but it did look like that. But the dessert was sort of cool. They, they, they had little tiny cakes and things that were like. Uh, the history of their dessert menu okay. over the course of the, the years that the restaurant was, was, was awesome. open. But the only thing is, and John got a kick of me about me ranting about this. They brought me the kind of glass that you serve bourbon tastings in. Yeah. They poured my dessert and wine in one of those and brought it to the table. Oh, nice and nice. it was, and, and it was Farniente's Dolce, which is, I mean, it's a really nice dessert wine, but didn't they have other glassware they could have used, you know, maybe a wine glass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Now, it just, I, I don't know. It just it just seems like there's a little slipping going on everywhere. Yeah, it, it really does. And you can feel it and you can hear other people talking about it. Yes. That's one weird thing about solo trips, Doug, is that you when you don't have other people more. that you're interacting, you're, you're whether you like it or not, you are eavesdropping on everybody. Well, and it's you're like getting perspective. It's like your senses pick up. It's not you're doing. It's like you're, it's natural. It's like human nature. Like, you're not using one sense, so another one's getting even more vibrant, if you get what I'm saying. Right, right. But yeah, and you find yourself, you can't help it, because I, I don't know about you, when I went down with without Brenda that one trip with uh, my brother-in-law and all, and I was the same way. Like, I'm sitting there at, uh, at, uh, at uh, Hollywood Brown Derby, and I'm outside, and there's a group of four or five guys, and they've never eaten there before. And I'm sitting on the table, and I could hear everything they're saying. And I'm trying not to hear them, Robbie, like you're doing. Yeah. But, but finally, I heard so much, I had to jump in. Well, you would like the the tuna. You would like the. I, <laughs> I, and, and then they all started talking to me. They just got done. They were playing golf, and they were meeting their wives back at the studios, and they they were waiting on a ride. So the wives told them to go get lunch, and they were there eating lunch, and we started talking and. I, they, they, they were brethren, if you get what I'm saying. They were golfers, sports guys. They were all talking about all the, <laughs> grabbed their beers. Like, I fit right in with them. But I, I took myself like 10 or 15 minutes before I interacted with them. But you're right. You hear everything, dude. You don't miss nothing yeah. when you're alone. You're on the bus. You hear everything. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. But you're right. Everybody, there's more complaints now than I've ever heard before. That's right. Especially the people that are just trying to do their one trip in a long time or their first trip. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you know, right now, I mean, I'm doing it next week. I'm going to Las Vegas. I will be surrounded by tourists from the UK, from uh, Australia. They can finally fly to the United States. And then realizing that a lot of them, when they go to Disney, they stay for a fortnight. That's two weeks. Mm-hmm. And just to realize, oh, what have we gotten ourselves into? How will we survive? Um, used to be just little complaints about the weather. Oh, it's so huge. Or whatever. Well, but now it's, Genie Plus, why did we buy this? Yeah, well, <laughs> a perfect example. I have a customer, Jason. Jay, I haven't. I booked this trip for him and his grandkids about five years ago. And he's good friends with one of the owners of my, tra- one of the manager of the travel agency that I subcontract for. Right. And this is the guy who's been booking trips for 30 some years, this guy, John. And when any of his friends or family call about Disney, he gives the trips to me because he said, why, why would I even attempt this when you could do a thousand times better than me? I don't, he don't, like, he don't, he don't know everything I do. Like, and now I got to book this guy. It's there's like 10 people going and he needs multiple rooms, but they don't have DVC. Now, because he's friends at a travel agency, I got to book. I had to book two and two bedroom rooms, one and two bedroom rooms directly through Disney. When I could go through David's and book DVC for him and make it half price for him. But Mm -hmm. I can't do that because I got to go through the agency because of this guy. But I'm dreading it already because they're an older couple taking the grandkids and their kids and they don't go all the time. I'm going to have to get into yeah. Genie Plus. I'm going to have to get into making park. I started telling John about park reservations. He didn't even know they existed, the guy that works at the travel agency. Yeah. I mean, ain't it a pain in the ass, Rob, coming from California out in the book park reservations when you get like, like, <laughs> but my point is, okay, when you're going, yeah, park hopper's great, so at least you can kind of balance it out. But there's so many times until we get down there, we don't know how, what park, where, when, or why we want to go. We look at the weather, things change, our mood changes. Like there's no spontaneity allowed allowed in the trip at all anymore. And that bothers me. Yeah, the worst part is when you realize, like I did that day I went to Hollywood Studios, and I'm like, all right, Slinky, there's only one elevator or two elevators working at at, the Tower of Terror. I've already single ridered over at the Rock and Roller Coaster. Slinky Dog's still 110 minutes. I'm going to have to go to Baseline's Tap House and have a couple of beers and wait till the approved time to park hop. (laughs) But I think that's that's the worst part, too. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that's what they want, too. They, they, They want you to be paying for lightning lane or going to buy food and drink because you can't get on rides anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, that go, it sort of goes back to the Eisner era in which, you know, the idea of fast pass was you don't wait in a line, you get the fast pass. And then you're like, what do we do now? You buy food, you go in the stores. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I especially with Disneyland back in the day when that happened. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but, I've kept you an hour and a half, and I know we got a thousand more things to talk about. So I'll have to get you on again. But what was? Uh, give me a couple of the highlights of the trip before I let you go. Well, definitely it was the cast members, the cast members, the cast members. Yeah. They were wonderful. Those interactions were were precious. I mean, just going and asking dumb questions at the front lobby of the Grand Floridian, or just a random cast member you meet on stage, they make the magic. Going and meeting with John on the bus, that made my magic because I'm like, he's he's working for the mouse, you know. 
hopefully he can go be a tourist again soon himself and Lisa when yeah. things get better. Yeah, well, they have a trip that they've had planned because they had points they had saved that they have to use. And he has park tickets for because of being a cast member, if you get what I'm saying. And he had everything mm -hmm. set up. So I'm I'm really hoping because, like, they were worried about still going, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you need that. Need, you need something for her to look forward to, if you get what I'm saying. I, I can't. Yeah. Even I, if you have to postpone it a couple of times. Yeah. A day. Well, the thing of it is, is everything's paid for. They've, they've already mm -hmm. set everything up, if you got what I'm saying, and Disney gifts, yeah. they're good to go. I just like the idea that uh, she's, I, it gives her something to look forward to, if you get what I'm saying, because you need that to get yourself mm -hmm. through what she's going to be going through. So Yeah. But, yeah, he deserves to get, they, they, they need to treat, Disney needs to treat their cast members better, too, and allow them in the parks, too, because there's no reason yeah. for them not to be allowed in the parks. Yeah, because it's it's part of working for the store. Occasionally, you get a treat once in a while. <laughs> yeah, like could you imagine? Because those cast members don't get paid the way they deserve at all. Right. The 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 perk of working for Disney is to be out of for John to be able to take his Ralph Pramden bus uniform off and go and hang out for a couple hours. Yep. And he can't even do that, and that's sad. And they believe the Guardians of the Galaxy, the new store. They don't give cast member discounts. Ain't that like, I mean, that that's horrible, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, I miss, I miss those days when I'd have a friend that's working and I'm, I'd like text them when they go on their break and they'd get the text from me and it would say, hey, did you bring your backpack to work today? You can change into your Rick with some regular clothes in it. Yeah. <laughs> go hang out in the parks spont spontaneously. Yeah. So do you, are you going to get your annual pass back for Disneyland or do you have one? What's your deal Well, with you know. I was one of the holdouts when they, I mean, they were more than generous. They kept extending my premiere pass well into COVID almost, I think it was nine months beyond its expiration, just in hopes that it would, it would work again. And then they just announced the magic key thing and they, they, where they're like, Oh, you need reservations. And Oh, if you don't go to your reservation, you get a penalty. Oh, so there's actually people that post on Twitter walking into the turn turnstile of Disneyland just to scan in and they'd immediately leave because i didn't really want to go after all but i didn't want a penalty okay so i saw that coming and so i never got an annual pass and one of my one of my family that i know that they encouraged me to get an annual pass back in the 90s they finally got one of the last magic keys before they stopped all sales and i'm glad they did because they'll they'll appreciate that in a few years when they're empty nesters and they're uh their two kids have left the nest so to speak you know what i mean yeah <laughs> Because they can hang out as a family there. So, yeah, I'm a non-AP, and I don't have any hopes of purchasing one for here. They, they're, no, they're making no announcements. <laughs> yes, and, and there's been no updates of what any changes, or you're going to be able to become a pass holder again? or Nope. I mean, I've thought of doing it for Disney World, but you know, to tell you the truth, what are the benefits? Where are the, the discounts on the hotels they used to have yeah. for annual pass holders only? If they announced that, I'd think about it, you know? I realized I'd stay long enough, you know. <laughs> yeah, because like even if you were a Florida resident and had an annual pass, I mean, the spotting any again of that with with the reservation system, you can't even like if I all of a sudden uh, one of my jobs the they they failed inspection or somebody didn't get to do it and I go home early if you get what I'm saying or one of my subs yeah. isn't done yeah. yet and I'm working down there and I got done early and I go Brent let's head there we can't even do that. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a locals deal here uh, where I could visit, I think it's three days, 
at a discount price as a local, you have to prove your zip code, but you can't go on consecutive days. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. That's the only way I can do it without just paying the full price for the tickets. <laughs> they make it so hard, though, don't they? It's so sad. They do. They do. <laughs> but, Robbie, I really, really appreciate you coming on. I uh, hope you want to join us again sometime. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's always nice to be on the show that I compulsively listen to every Sunday. <laughs> well, I'm so thankful for you. I'm, I'm, I crack up when you tell me you just dove in the pool, paused the show, and now I'm getting out of the pool to finish listening to the show. Oh yeah, when you start, when you start talking about sports, I'm usually that's okay. That's when I can dive the bottom of the pool and cool off. Yeah, well, you know, we have these serious sports fans that want to listen to it. But well, the, obviously, it's a pub, right? Yeah, it's going to be the TVs on. You're going to be talking about. Sports. <laughs> and, and and you're a true blue fan and friend of the show. Now, when we go off on our tangents about other things besides Disney, do you also enjoy that? I do. I mean, uh, I listen to the Beyond the Gates podcast. They usually spend about, what, 17 minutes at the beginning of the show talking about golf. <laughs> okay, there you go. But you don't mind when I, I go. Out of it. You know, you enjoy when I go on a tangent about something at Target or here, there, or everywhere else, or talk about work. Or the shopping cart thing. Yes. Don't forget the shopping cart thing. <laughs> yes, because you guys all sent me those tweets about the cart bandits or whatever, the cart narcs or whatever. Cart they narcs, are. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we've been expanding. Like, I enjoy also just talking about everything going on in the world, too, if you get oh, what yeah. I'm saying. So I, I, I just like to ask you doing that part that don't bother you. you do you enjoy that? Or is it, or is it? Oh, annoying? I love it. Okay. Good. Cause it, you get to know your personality. You're not just Disney 24 seven, even though I know you think about it every day. Yes. We when do. are we going to plan that next trip? Right. hundred <laughs> percent. But I like to talk about my little sim racing or doing odds and ends. I, I just like to vent sometimes. So and Presley, you, know, <laughs> you guys got to love Presley, don't you? Oh yeah, I love the way he barges in the door. Yes, and and, and do you, do you like the idea that I don't cut that out and let him bark, or no, should I no, cut he, that? He's got to come right up there and uh, start nosing you and say, "Quit podcasting and pay attention to me." Yeah, yeah. Well, I try to keep it as authentic as possible. I have enough cutting to do with John's car breaking up <laughs> the radio. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So. But Robbie, we really appreciate you coming on. Anything you need, call any call me anytime. You're a friend, buddy. I really appreciate all you do. I really appreciate that. And thanks for doing the show, all the work you do. And we we all love it because it's our weekly dose of sanity, especially during the pandemic when we didn't even know if we'd be able to go to a Disney park for years, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you guys enjoy it. I'm glad you listened to it. If you guys do like the show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review because it really helps us. We'd really appreciate that. And again, if you if you can, uh, think of our buddy John and Lisa and just say a prayer for him and uh, keep Lisa in your thoughts and prayer. So everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Say goodbye, Rob. Bye-bye. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.